Son, the most important thing we've won is legitimacy. In signing the new treaty, the Vedan king has recognized Gavilar as the rightful king of Alethkar. We've not just defended our borders, we've forestalled a greater war, as the Vedans now acknowledge our right to rule, and won't be pressing their own. Adolin nodded, understanding. It was gratifying to see how much one could accomplish in both politics and trade by liberally murdering the other's fellow soldiers. These last few years, full of skirmishes, had reminded Dalinar why he lived. More, they'd given him something new. In his youth, he warred, then spent the evenings drinking with his soldiers. Now, he had to explain his choices, vocalizing them for the ears of an eager young boy who had questions for everything and expected Dalinar to know the answers. Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 3, Oathbringer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 66 and 67. Um, if you haven't caught up on your reading or you've chosen the wrong episode, make sure that you do the things that you're supposed to do to be caught up and to have the right episode uh, in your earbuds. Um, we are um, a little more than halfway through the book now, uh, getting close to the ending of part, th- part three, maybe three or four more episodes. Things are going to move quick. We got some um, live reads coming up, so make sure that you are um, with us on those live reads because they are super fun. Anyways, we really want you to enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jack, and I just tricked him into switching places with me. Who's the moon now, punk? It's Sean. (laughs) What's up, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that felt weird. Felt weird? Well, you you were the one who tricked me. You wanted to be the moon, and so you tricked me into being the host, and now I'm the... (laughs) I'm the one who's down no. here in the towers being the queen, being like, what the fuck? <laughs> you mean, well, now you're, now you're the first time reader. I'm the first time. Does that mean I have to read the chapters now or? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me get, let me get a couple of things out of the way. Okay. Hold on. If I'm, if I'm Jack <laughs> now, let me get a couple of things out of the way. Um, <laughs> you know, Navani, those purple eyes, not sure about those purple eyes. What does that mean? Also, I think that it's all connected and that, uh, <laughs> Um, um, I really wish we would have got more Esh and I. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. That's it. Okay. I got, I had to get that out of my system. Is that really what I, that's, I guess that sums it up. It's not, you sound way more contribution. (laughs) It's my contribution to the storm pod. Yeah. Navani, purple eyes, suspicious. And where's my, where's where's Esh and I? Where's Esh and I? Yeah. And then, oh, Yasna. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, I have to. I have forgot to. I got, forgot to swoon. Um, swoon. Yeah. <laughs> when Yaz's right. name got brought up. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, th- well, this is this is uh, this is crazy. These yeah. th- these chapters that we're about to cover, nuts. They are pretty crazy. 
They're pretty great. Wit is back. Wit, Wit is back, buddy. is in the house. And not only is he back, he's back exactly in the same form he always is. Our group is somewhere, you know, um, in a hostile territory, and he mm-hmm. just uh, randomly appears telling a story. Yep. Man, I miss stories. I miss these sto- little stories. I know. I know. It's really, really great. Um, but first, we are to cover the much-anticipated uh, um, flashback. Right. So, let's get the one thing straight here. You were really okay. excited last episode. Yeah. Because you thought you were going to get something right away. <laughs> and I reminded you... Uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you thought, like, because, you know, we're living in a modern era, you thought immediate gratification was coming your way. Um, and uh, unfortunately, this is the right. slow... You got to listen to the whole album to understand yeah. as opposed to the 15 second TikTok song, the, you know, the immediate yeah. hook. So, it's a bit of the slow burn. Right. So this is more of a slow burn. At the end, Sanderson uh, made it pretty clear when Dalinar thought that it started in Yaakoved and it ended in Rathalas. So we still have a few more of these um, flashbacks, I think, to go through I before so. you get any yeah. kind of answers. Mm hmm. So I didn't quite get what I was looking for, but you know, it, it has developed a bit more. It's a good chapter. And it's a, it's a nice chapter between Dalinar and Evie and Adolin is great as a 12, almost, almost 13. Yeah. Uh, year old boy. And the thoughts about Renarin are forefront and center. Yes. And I think highlight for me almost right away is Dalinar's capitulation to losing the war mm-hmm. or losing this battle between right. Evie. Right. Like he knows when he's beaten, she got him mm-hmm. based on his time uh, away. And basically that, you know, well, Aelin can come with us if we, if we, if we get some time away. Yeah. But you didn't mention. Yeah. Renard. You have two sons. You have two sons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. really too bad because they, 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 uh, Sanderson throws that in after showing us how much Dalinar is enjoying having Adolin around. So you're like, oh, he's, mm-hmm. he's enjoying being a dad. Yeah. And then he's like, he's enjoying being a dad to one of his sons. To one of his sons, And completely forgets right. about the other one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, that just probably happens all too often, right? I like probably it's... does. I mean, I always forget I have a second kid. Sorry, Fiona. Nah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's going to listen to this like I 10 o- years from now and go, that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget I have. I, yeah, that's right. why I have all this trauma. Um okay, well let's let's sink our teeth into yeah, this let's one. Get, Chapter get 66. This is The Strategist. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it's a decent title. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, is it Evie that un, that gave the strategy here? I think is that it Dalinar? The duality of the of the title is that Dalinar is the strategist, but so mm-hmm. is Evie mm-hmm. in this moment. Mm-hmm. And she's able to kind of maneuver him into a point where he has to capitulate, like you said, and say, okay, well, you know what? After this is done, then yes, I, I'll take time off and we can stay in Kolinar for a year and maybe we can go somewhere and live somewhere else, you know? Yeah. I, I think Dalinar sort of wants that too. You yeah. know, a part of him, he still loves the thrill and loves I, this warfare, Yeah, but a part of him knows he probably needs to get away from it. I hope that that's true. I didn't quite pick up on that sensibility mm-hmm. necessarily in this chapter from Dalinar, but I hope that that's well, the reality. I, I think he gives in to her a little easier than I would have expected. 
And I think that it's because he realizes that he probably needs some time off. Right. Well, this takes place 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. Dalinar's breath misted as he leaned on the stone windowsill. In the room behind him, soldiers set up a table with a map. See there, Dalinar says, pointing out the window. That ledge down there. Adolin, now 12, nearly 13, leaned out the window. I see it, Adolin says. Good, now watch, Dalinar gestures. One of his guards pulled a lever and the stonework ledge retracted into the wall. Adolin says, it moved. Do that again. The soldier obliged, using the lever again. Neat, Adolin said, so full of energy as always. If only Dalinar could harness that for the battlefield. He wouldn't need shards to conquer. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting that Dalinar's perception about shards is that, you know, the energy, like full of energy always, almost like the will. If I have the will of a, of a good soldier, mm -hmm. what, what good are shards? Right. I, 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 the, the other, the other side of that is that he sees his son's excitement mm -hmm. as something that could be used for warfare. Yeah, of course. He doesn't see yeah. it as innocent childhood glee. No. He sees no. it as, oh, I could, if I could harness that for warfare, you know. 100%. Well, he's in conversation with Evie about, you know, about Renarin, mm -hmm. about potentially getting time off, uh, going on vacation. Mm -hmm. And the entire time he, he is solving st a battle strategy. Right. Can't get away from it. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so why, why did they build that, do you think, Dalinar asks his son. In case people climb it, you could make them drop back down. This is brilliant. Mm -hmm. It's a great observation and also a really great tactic for scaling a castle wall, right? right. Um, defense against shard bearers, Dalinar says. A fall this far would crack their plate, but the fortress also has interior corridor sections that are too narrow to maneuver improperly with plate and blade. Very cool. This is, this is cool. Very narrow well designed. passageways. Yeah. Right. To exact, to, to, let's say, lessen the impact right. of a shard bear. Mm -hmm. Only skinny minis are allowed to work in the, <laughs> it's like elves, just elves. This is an elven fortress, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Send in the svelte blades. <laughs> it's like a bunch of, the animation for it is just a bunch of stick figured people. Yeah, that's right. Um. Who knew that such a gem had been hiding in the highlands between Elthkar and Yakaved? This solitary keep would provide a nice barrier if true war ever did break out with the Vedans. Mm -hmm. These are Dalinar's thoughts. He's mm -hmm. smiling about this. Um, just always thinking about the advantage. It's so funny, like, when speaking about the Vedans uh, and being at war with them, it's, it's just, it seems like in the story so far that I've read, like mm -hmm. these few books... It sort of seems like they would make great allies. They're um, very, very similar. Right. They, you know, they, so it's just <clears> so both weird a foreign to talk religion. about war. Yeah. 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 They're the, you, you would think that they would want to be like the closest of allies. I mean, you know, for years, yeah. you know, uh, us Canadians have always been told that we are the, you know, our friends to the, the we're the friends to the North of America and that Canada mm. and America have the closest bond between countries mm. and, and all this stuff. And, and, and a lot of that is true. I think it's because our people, our cultures are very similar, right? 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're a, a, a pop culture type of people. We're a we're into music and movies, and we're that that uh, Western civilization type of thing or whatever, right? We're in, into a lot of the th- same things, and you would think that Kolinar and Vadenar would be similar. I think that the mm-hmm. difference. I think I'm, I'm, maybe you know, if you're out there listening, maybe correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like the Vadens are more um, actual, actually religious. And the Alethi so are more um, religious through, um, like they they you know they have their ardents that can burn glyphs for them, and they, they like they're like kind of more um, on the face of things they're more seemingly religious, but they're not they actually seem to re- be also, religious. Well, they seem to use religion to a point, right. but the thing that I find that stands out most about Alfkar is that. They, all of them seem to be very, um, ambitious, mm-hmm. um, industrious. Mm-hmm. Well, your, your point is well taken. I think that these two, co- these two countries that are side by side are very, yeah. very similar and would yeah. make really good allies. But, you know, th- you could have said that about France and England and they fought for, you know, oh, for yeah. ever. So, ever. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, this, this chamber that they're in was decorated like a lodge. It was hung with old, forgotten Great Shell trophies. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting way to, to put it, forgotten. Like you, you claim your trophy, you make your kill, mm-hmm. and then it being forgotten. I thought that was an interesting thing to, ling- to mm-hmm. linger on thinking about. The battles with the Vedans had wound down, though the last few uh, had been disappointing. Having his son with him had been an absolute delight. Adolin hadn't gone into battle, of course, but he joined them at tactics meetings. Adolin was not found to be annoying amongst the other, the other generals. He was earnest and he was interested. Mm-hmm. I thought this was cool that as a young boy, he just exhibits such a, an interest. And yeah. of course, Dalinar just soaking all of this up. Right. And of course, Renarin being different. Well, I guess there's no time for Renarin then. No, there isn't. No. Not when all he thinks about is war, and if he can't be involved in that, right. then sorry. Well, he's the he's Blackthorn through and <clears throat> through right now. Mm-hmm. Together, he and Adolin joined a few of Dalinar's lesser officers at a room's table of maps. Now, says Dalinar to Adolin, let's see how well you've been paying attention. Where are we now? Pointing to this map. Adolin leans over and points and says, this is our new keep, which you won for the crown. And here's the old border where it used to be. And here's the new border in blue, which we won back from those thieving Vedans. They've held our land for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So referring to them as thieving Vedans. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, again, it just, it just felt a little like, well. Adolin's totally buying in. Sh- shouldn't these guys get along? Like, you know, the, 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 uh, the Vedans and the. Yeah. Excellent, Dalinar says. But it's merely land we've won. Trade treaties? Sorry, but it's not merely land that we've won. Trade treaties, Adolin says, that's the point of the big ceremony we had to do. You and that Vedan High Prince in formal dress. We won the right to trade for tons of stuff for cheap. (laughs) And this still goes on today, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Yes, but that's not the most important thing that we won, son. Adolin frowns. Uh, Horses? No, son. The most important thing that we've won is legitimacy. 
In signing this new treaty, the Vedan king has recognized Gavilar as the rightful king of Alethkar. We've not just defended our borders. We've forestalled a greater war, as the Vedans now acknowledge our right to rule mm -hmm. and won't be pressing their own. Adolin nodded, understanding. Yeah, interesting. What, what, what do you think about legitimacy here? It makes sense. That's what Gavilar wants. Yeah. If other countries acknowledge him as the king, right. then his high princes also have to go along, along with it. Even more so. They have to back him up. Because other countries mm -hmm. are saying, well, he's the king. Mm -hmm. So it makes a lot of sense. It was gratifying to see how much one could accomplish in both politics and trade by liberally murdering the other fellow's soldiers. Mm -hmm. This I, 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 put as, I put an asterisk beside the sentence because, wow. What a depressing reality. Right. You know, it's just constant, eternal since time, you know, since all that we know, it's just, that is just so true. It over is very and much over so true. and over yep. and over. Soldiers die and you can accomplish much with politics and trade. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, I don't know. It's just so tragic. These last years full of skirmishes had reminded Dalinar of why he lived. Now this, this, I underlined that too. Why he lived. Wow. Mm -hmm. You don't live for your sons. You don't live for your wife. You this is why this. he lives. Right. This is why you, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just found that to be a really, I don't know, a harsh way to put it. Mm -hmm. Not harsh, but again, it's just, it's sad that that's all you are. But then again, hey, if you're going to do something put everything into it. It's a really nice contrast to things because he's saying here that, um, you know, it's, it was gratifying to see how much you could accomplish in both politics mm -hmm. and by liberally murdering the other fellows soldiers. And we literally mm -hmm. just had chapters where Dalinar didn't have to murder anyone. And he literally right. just made a treaty with like nine of 10 Makabaki nations by right. writing, by having intellectual people write letters. An essay. Yeah. So yeah. it's a complete contrast of what he used to do and what he is doing currently. So. Right. Yeah. It's whether, whether the sins of his past can be forgiven. Right. That's the, <laughs> right. That's the real trick. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and of course, the, if you can keep that, the Blackthorn bottled up. Mm -hmm. um, in his youth, he'd ward. And then spent the evenings drinking with his soldiers, as one does. I remember warring. Me too. When I was. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, that's, I just did that this weekend. I was went camping, but we call it warring yeah, sometimes. But, you just. Yeah, we just did some war, yeah, you know. Just. Um, I just thought, I just, when I was reading, I thought, as one does, you know, mm -hmm. in my youth, I, you know, I'd, I would war. Yeah. And then in the evenings, I would. Hang out with my buddies. Like just, can you, I, I can't even. And even when Evie gets involved here, when, when Evie comes into this conversation, She's just like, it's just been endless killing Dalinar. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just the reality for these people. Yeah. But, but how do you get, you, oh, Evie's not used to it. She's not adjusting to no. this really very well at all. No. But I guess, what else could you do? It, it is what it is. Well, he says He's to her, a, he says to her later, he says like, you knew what you yeah. were getting into when you married you me. You knew. Yeah. I, and she's like, yeah, I knew like, I, I don't, I kind of resent you for bringing that up. Right. Cause that's the way, that's what everyone says. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a kind of a cheap way out because you can say, well, it is, a you know, you, 
you knew who you were marrying when you married me. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, puts, that doesn't yeah. mean that you can't also try to be better than what you were. Well, and it also, it's a complete deflection. Mm -hmm. It just throws it all back onto her. Right. Making her the problem. Right, because she made a bad That's choice crazy. of marrying a shithead. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, <laughs> you know, marriage, I mean, it's give and take. Right. Between people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's take and take, and sometimes it's give and give, but most of the time it's <laughs> give and take. <laughs> um, okay, in his youth, he'd war, go out with the soldiers. Now... He had to explain his choices, vocalize them for the ears of an eager young boy who had questions and expected him to have the answers. Mm -hmm. Storms, it was a challenge, but it felt good, incredibly good. He had no intention of ever returning to a useless life spent wasting away in Kolinar, going to parties and getting into tavern brawls. Delinar smiled and accepted a cup of warmed wine, surveying the map. What do you think? He never, he, he had no intention of ever returning to a useless life, wasting away. Well, what do you think? She just, con he, she convinces him later on in this chapter to do exactly that. She, she does. But what do you think of what he's doing now? Would, would, would what he's doing now be somewhat considered to be the same of this younger comment here from the Blackthorn? Oh, like in his, uh, in the present, Dalinar, you mean? Yeah. Is he wasting away in Kolinar? He's trying to do his alliances. Well, he's, he's not. He's, he's not going to parties and getting into tavern no. brawls. He's not doing That's those true. things. He's he no. is nation building. He's coalition building. He's trying yeah. to save the world. So it's right. not the same. Not quite the same. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Okay. So though Aelin had been focused on the region where they were fighting the Vedans, mm -hmm. Dalinar's eyes were instead drawn on an, to another section the rift mm -hmm. so i have a have a question here so when evie comes in she says vayim kachi echo now what language is she is she speaking there she's probably speaking uh irali her people right that's it mm -hmm. okay thank you i was wondering that um she, she says stepping into the room i had uh she says i had thought central alethkar was cold Adolin, colon, where is your jacket? The boy looked down as if suddenly surprised that he wasn't wearing it. Um, he says, and he looked over to Taleb, who merely smiled, shaking his head. I like how he thinks Taleb has the answer. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you know where my coat is? Do, do you know where my coat is? <laughs> Taleb's like. Listen, I'm the Blackthorn's right hand. I don't, I'm not your coat bearer. <laughs> yeah. Run along, son, says Dalinar. You gave, you have geography lessons today. Can I stay? I don't want to leave you. I like that too. Yeah, it's a little so highlight cute. for me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to leave my dad. Yeah. I love it. Of course. He wasn't speaking merely of today. The time was approaching when Adolin would go to spend part of the year in Colin. Sorry, in Colinar to drill with the swordmasters and receive formal training in diplomacy. He spent most of the year with Dalinar, but it was important that he get some refinement in the capital. Mm-hmm. Go, says Dalinar. If you pay attention in your lesson, I'll take you riding tomorrow. Adolin sighed, but then saluted. He hopped off his stool and gave his mother a hug, which was unalethi. But Dalinar suffered the behavior, and then he was out the door. Highlight for me as well. That he suffered Hugging the behavior, mom, he hugs his mom. Yeah. Suffered the behavior, unalethi. This is irreality, I guess. Yeah. 
showing some more emotion showing and not affection. being afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, being a, be, not so, being a dick. It's very un, it's yeah. very unhealthy not being a dick. Yeah, <laughs> hugging. <laughs> so does that mean Yasna is not into hugging? She's not. Oh, if someone goes in for a hug, she does that two hand up, like where she's like, "Oh no, thank you." Oh no, thank yeah. Oh no, th- <laughs> <laughs> not much of a hugger. Yeah, you know my whole culture doesn't of- hug. Yeah, I'm not into the whole embracing thing. But you know that happening. Wit is going around hugging every motherfucker. Like, he's just like, hey, and he, like, brings them in without even, like, uh, he makes them feel so awkward. I, you know what's funny? I, I don't quite imagine him quite like that, but maybe you're right. Because he knows the Alethi hate it. <laughs> he's just hugging everybody. Yeah, doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. That is very wit, actually, yeah, yeah. to know that they don't like it and then, and then, and then doing then do it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's my wit. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to totally imagine that. Uh, if, you know, if we ever get to do a, like a reread on some yeah, of this you're stuff. You're going to imagine like, him hurting earlier, people? Well, in, in Way of Kings, when he's at those. Uh, yeah, at he's the at the front fancy... door and he's insulting everyone as they walk yeah. in. <laughs> and then and then just hugging them and doing yeah. things like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's really you, good. You see, like, that there's a scene between Dalinar and Navani, and they're at a party. And then in the background, it's mm. just wit. You can see in the background, it's just wit hugging people, <laughs> going around yeah, hugging and then, people. And then person after person are like, they're like, <laughs> they're like not happy doing it. They're yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Um. Okay. So, so Aelin leaves, Evie steps up to the fire, and she says, It's so cold. What possessed someone to build a fortress way up here? It's not that bad, Dalinar said. You should visit the Frostlands in a season of winter. You, Alethi, cannot understand cold. Your bones are frozen. Dalinar grunts his response. I'll need to approach from the south and march up along the lake's uh, coast. So she's speaking to him, mm-hmm. and he's thinking about battle. It's true. You know, hard to, hard to be close to someone and... When they don't, they're just zoning you out. Yeah. You're not even listening to her. Yeah. The king is sending a message via span read, Evie noted. It's being scribed now. Dalinar thinks her accent is fading. When she sat down in the chair by the fire, she supported herself with her right hand, safe hand tucked demurely against her waist. She kept her blonde hair in a lethe braids rather than letting it tumble down her shoulders. So she supported herself sitting down. Is she pregnant? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. It seemed like she was in a weakened uh, state. That's how I read it, but I'm not sure. She'd never uh, be a great... Well, and even if she was pregnant, you couldn't tell me, because it's not revealed in this. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. She, I, don't, I don't think she's supposed to be. I don't think that is that comment is... I think it's more about the safe hand versus the... Oh, okay. Because yep. she has her safe hand tucked demurely against her waist. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, anybody else would be wearing a hava, which have their safe hand kind of covered. Right. So she's trying to keep it, like, out of the way, even though she doesn't have it covered kind of thing. Oh, okay. And just using... Okay. Gotcha. She'd never be a great scribe, Downer thinks. She didn't have the youthful training in art and letters of a Voran woman. Besides, she didn't like books... She preferred her meditations. She still complained that he didn't see Renarin enough. The other son was unfit for battle, spent most of his time in Kolinar. Evie spent half the year back with him. So Evie's no, not no. even spending all of her time with Renarin. Renarin is in Kolinar while Evie comes here with Adolin. 
Right. So both parents are sort of ditching this son. Dalinar is ditching him full time and Evie is ditching him part of the time. So that's the one thing I don't quite understand is if Evie is trying to get him to spend more time with him, why wouldn't she bring Renarin here? Unless. Because of the malady. Unless Dalinar has strictly forbid it. Well, I think it's because he does have a blood sickness. We have to remember that, da- that this, <clears throat> this thing that, that Renarin suffered from most of his life went away when he became radiant because he was able to heal himself of it. Right. Just like mm-hmm. he healed himself of his eyesight stuff. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he didn't suffer those, the, that sickness anymore afterwards. So I'm, I'm guessing that this is the reason why he's still in Kolinar is because he needs right. to be monitored because of it. And yeah. maybe the battlefield okay. is not a really good place to have someone no. when you no. don't have and, and I would... the right physicians and the right people to take care of them. Or right. Whatever, right. So, right. I don't want to be too harsh on the parents here. Like the kid's got a sickness that in, you know, in a medieval type society that doesn't have modern medicine and stuff. So. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that was problematic for me when I was reading it too. I I was thinking the same thing. Like why, why so much absent time? Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess, uh, uh, in her defense, I think that she's thinking, well, you know, if if I don't have Renarin taken care of in some way, then mm-hmm. I'm not going to see my husband. Right. I'm not going to see him at all. At the very least, we know 11 years later, or how many of her years later, when they end up right. going to the Shattered Plains, you know, um, mm-hmm. after um, Evie's already gone, and Dalinar doesn't remember her, and right. Gavilar gets killed, and they go to the Shattered Plains to fulfill the, the Vengeance Pact, Dalinar mm-hmm. doesn't leave Renarin home. He takes Renarin with him. So we know at the very least that maybe Dalinar has somehow learned that I can't keep him at, at a distance. I have to bring him with me regardless of what's going on. So you're right. And, 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 and he has that relationship between father and son Mm -hmm. has changed. They have it now. Yeah. In the present, they have it now. Whenever he said, you know, that moment we had when he was in Thalina and he said, send for my son. Renarin and we thought you know for me you think it's he's going to say Adolin but he says Renarin and he knows I have my son Renarin has this thing he can do which is amazing this amazing thing he can do now Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he should be here with me now kind of thing so Mm -hmm. yeah their relationship definitely has changed um okay so spent most of his time in uh, Evie spent half the year back with him no no Dalinar thought writing a glyph on the map the coast is the unexpected is the expected route. What then? An amphibious assault across the lake? You'd need to secure ships for that. So again, I love these little interjections, but it's also unfortunate and tragic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't break away. He's, His mind is preoccupied with this thing with yeah. the rift. Yeah. A scribe entered bearing the king's letter. Everyone but Dalinar left. And Evie. Evie held the letter and hesitated. Do you want to sit or? No, go ahead, he says. Evie clears her throat. Brother, the letter began. So this is from Gavilar. Mm-hmm. The treaty is sealed. Your efforts in Yakoved are to be commended, and this should be a time of celebration and congratulations. Indeed, on a personal note, I wish to express my pride in you. The word from our best generals is that your tactical instincts have matured to full-fledged strategic genius. I never counted myself among their ranks, but to a man they commend you as their equal. Mm-hmm. 
As I have grown to become a king, it seems you have found your place as our general. I'm most interested to hear your own reports of the small mobile team tactics you've been employing. I would like to speak in person at length about all of this. Indeed, I have important revelations of my own I would like to share. Hmm. It would be best if we could meet in person. Once I enjoyed your company every day, and now I believe it's been three years since we last spoke face to face. But, Dalinar said, interrupting, the rift needs to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. So he's continuing the letter, right? Yeah, Dalinar is like calling what he's about to say next. Yeah. Be before we read, read next, can we just pause on the, I sure. would like to see you in person at length about all of this. Indeed, I have important revelations of my own I would like to share. Of my own. Right. Do you, th do you think that he's talking about the codes and the fact that he's starting to have visions and cause we know Gavilar is about to have, start having these things, right? He's going to start worrying about the codes. He's going to start reading the way of Kings. He's going to start having visions sent from the almighty. Like this yeah. is all in all in that moment here. It's all about to start happening. I thought it was that, and in addition to the revelations that he was sure about regarding the uh, Parshendi and the parchment. Okay, um, because he was also I don't also think that they discovered. That, I don't think they've in quotes here discovered the Parshendi yet, because Dalinar's on that expedition when they find them. For the first time? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Okay. All right. So if that's clear, then yeah, then, then I guess then those revelations he must be talking about are the visions, the, way of the kings. codes, the way of Kings, yeah. this, this yeah. path that, that Dalin, that Gavilar that is going to get back. Do you on. think he wants yeah. to talk to him about the sons of honor? Do you think it's that far back where he's made this, like he's kind of created this group of men who like, likewise want to try to bring back the radiance through yeah, war, maybe. but I don't know how tied up that idea of the sons of honor is and yeah, they're meeting the Parshendi. Like, I don't know. Right. Because they want to bring back the ancient, the Parshendi gods because they think that right. maybe, but I don't know if they're. Maybe this is the early steps of still the sons of honor. And they think, well, we can, we have to start doing something to bring back the radiance. And like, maybe right, right. The, it only becomes clear later on when they, re, when they meet the Parshendi that right. they're a part of uh, the missing link of being able to do this. But anyways, there's, there's a lot up in the air here, but I do like that that one sentence makes us think about mm -hmm. all these different, what is it exactly he wants to talk to him about? Is it all these right. other things we know that's going on maybe with the Kavlar right or now? Or is it something else? Yeah. Or is it something yeah. else? Yeah. It could be something mm. else completely, right? So, so, so Dalinar does complete the next sentence, mm -hmm. um, interrupting uh, Evie while she's reading. Um, Evie broke off, looking at him, and then back to the page. Unfortunately, she, she, she's continuing reading mm -hmm. Gavilar's words here. Unfortunately, our meeting will have to wait a few storms longer. Though your efforts on the border have certainly helped solidify our power, I have failed to dominate Rathalas and its renegade leader with politics. Mm -hmm. I must send you to the rift again. You are to quell this faction. Civil war would tear Althkar to shreds, and I dare not wait any longer. In truth, I wish I'd listened when we spoke so many years ago, and you challenged me to send you to the rift. Mm -hmm. Sadius will gather reinforcements and join you. Please send word of your strategic assessment of the problem. Be warned, we are certain now that one of the other high princes... We don't know who 
is supporting Tanalan in his rebellion. Mm -hmm. He may have access to shards. I wish you strength of purpose and the Herald's own blessings in your new task with love and respect, Gavilar. Mm -hmm. So, so Tanalan, so that's the son of the man that, um, Gavilar, uh, that Dalinar took the sword from. Remember the little boy that he, um, that he let go? Right. We thought at first he killed him. Then we find right. out later on he let let him go because now he's he's starting this rebellion. So he's the new he's the new lord of the rift, and he's trying to start this rebellion. The one he let go. Right? The one he let go. Yeah. Um. He says Sadius will gather reinforcements and meet you there and join you. Right. Um. And then he says, um, we know that one of the other high princes is like supporting him so like you know giving him soldiers secretly or, or supplies yeah, or information and, and shards as well and i think it's i think it's fair to say that it's definitely not sadius sadius is full on part of this three dudes who are best friends two brothers and a friend like mm. i don't think sadius is even contemplating betraying his two best friends, the, 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 the Colin brothers. Mm -hmm. So it would have to be one of the other, um, eight high princes that are helping Tanalan in the rift. Sure. You know what I mean? There would be no purpose to Dalinar being a part of that, obviously, right? Obviously not. Because why no. would he go over yeah. there to squash a rebellion that to, he's helping to quell it if he's yeah. a part of it? Yeah. And, and we're in his no POV longer. right now. He would say, he yeah. would hint at something, right? He, we're in yeah. his head. He would say, yeah, just like I expect, or just like I've been planning or whatever. Like he, and he's mm -hmm. not doing that. So it's not Dalinar. So it's one of the other eight. Yeah. High princes. It's not a colon. It's not Sadius. So it's one of the other eight uh, high princes. So just, I'm not sure if that's going to be, I can't remember if that becomes something important, but it's nice to, to dwell on because yeah, we know sure. for I think we can tell from the, our past knowledge of who Sadius was in the mm -hmm. present in the books and who we've read as a, the past Sadius that he is, he doesn't turn against Dalinar until much later. Like he fully right. embraces who Dalinar is right now. Dalinar right. is the Blackthorn. Is Gavilar is the king. Yeah. And, and Sadius is his, is the king's most trusted advisor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I have to admit, in the flashbacks, I would, I would have liked to have had more Sadius. Same. And, and the Blackthorn, like, buddy-buddy. Mm -hmm, same. Like, uh, reinforcing how good they were together. Because it would have made that betrayal um, of the tower even more significant, because that we would have gotten to know well, them and, as best friends, you know? Well, and, and, and who knows? Maybe part of this story, part of the forgetting, is... Sadius is part in the story with Evie. Right. But he doesn't seem to be that important in this time of Dalinar's life. Because what I'm just thinking out loud here, like if Sadius was a part of Evie's disappearance mm -hmm. or death, pretty, pretty poetic that it's Adolin that, that, yeah, that kills him later on. Right. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I don't know if there's anything here that says anything like that. No, there isn't. I'm just thinking out loud. No, yeah. I, I mean, we obviously know at the end of the last chapter, he said he remembered what happened to Evie. So Dalinar remembers. It had started in a cold fortress in the highlands, once claimed by Yakaved, which is where we are right now in the, in the flashback. Mm -hmm. And it yep. ended at the rift. And we know 
Sadius is going to the rift. So if there is any validity to what you're saying, what your 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 theory is here, is Sadius we'll is going to be there. So yeah, yeah. Because what if he had a? Well, I mean, who knows? I I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. We've I've guessed before that the Black Thorn could be the instrument in her. Like, are we even sure that? Like, does Gavilar speak about Evie and Adolin and Renarin speak about Evie as being uh, deceased? Like, they have a grave, like a place to go. Like, is that something we have? We we know we know she's dead. We I don't we know, know whether she's dead. Yeah, and we does know she's Adolin dead. and Renarin speak about her in that way. They they very rarely speak about her, and when they do, they he can't hear her name. Or used to not be able to hear her name. He can't hear her name. And yeah. th- they haven't really brought Evie up very much with other characters, have they? Yeah. Like, Adolin doesn't talk about his mom to Shallan. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so what's the deal I don't, there? I don't know. I can't tell you right now whether or not, because I don't have the last, you know, two and a half books of info kind of just at the ready for me to pull up. Um, I'm pretty sure it is a known factor that his wife died. With Adolin and Renarin? Um, that Adolin and Renarin know that his, their mom died. Yes. I, I, I think but so. But also n- know that their mom is Evie as well. Yes. I'm, I'm they sorry, know their, I'm they sorry know to ask so many money. questions. They know their mom, mom is Evie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure the, 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 okay. the, the thing that we run into here is that. Sanderson doesn't write much about those sons talking about their mother. No. Because we're not supposed to know about her until Dalinar remembers about her. Right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. we're shielded from that, which means the characters can't right. really talk too much about really her either. Know. Right. So Only sprinklings yeah, yeah. here for us to hear shh and, yep. and those things, right? So. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Okay. Um, where, where do we leave off here? Oh, yeah. The crown lands with love and respect, Galinar. Evie looks up and says, how did you know that he was going to ask to send you back to the Rift? You've been poring over those maps for weeks. Maps of the crown lands and of Alvkar. Mm-hmm. You knew he was going to assign you to this task. What kind of strategist would I be if I couldn't foresee the next battle? Mm-hmm. So there's the strat- There's our title. Yeah. So it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to relax, Evie said. We were going to be done with the killing. With the momentum I have? What a waste that would be. If not for this problem in Rathalas, Gavilar would have found somewhere else for me to fight. Her dad's again, perhaps? You can't have your best general sitting around collecting creme. Mm-hmm. Besides, there would be men and women among Gavilar's advisors who worried about Dalinar. If anyone was a threat to the throne, it would be the Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. Many at court would think that the kingdom was, would be safer if he kept away that's interesting Mm -hmm. that's because he's like he they just that gavilar just said all Mm -hmm. the generals have decided that you are a tactical genius Mm -hmm. and that could be a threat here's a question Mm -hmm. i wonder if gavilar feels a threat from his brother well, if he has advisors, advisors, that would sound like advisors would say to Gavilar. Keep him hey, fighting away from the capital. 
well, and just that your brother's a threat to your throne. Mm-hmm. We we can't know that because we don't have a a, a Gavilar no, I know. POV. I'm just saying. No, but I mean, I'm sure there are people saying that. I mean, Dalinar is even saying that's probably right. Right. I'm just, you know, thinking how much can you take of that before you start believing it? Mm-hmm. Right. Like re- like repetition is everything. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say everything. It's it's a powerful a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. If you keep telling Gavilar your brother's your brother's the the real threat here. Yeah. You say that over and over and over. Mm-hmm. No, Evie, he says, well, I, I doubt we will ever settle back in Kolinar again. He nodded to himself. That was the way up to get up to the rift. One of his mobile bands could round and secure the lake's beach. He could move the entire army across it then and attack farther, sorry, attack far faster than the rift expected. Satisfied, he looked up and found Evie crying. Mm-hmm. This for me is also a highlight it's only because i you know obviously it's terrible Mm -hmm. but it just it it just hit me hard in the reading of the chapter um the sight stunned him and he dropped his pencil she tried to hold it back turning toward the fire and wrapping her arms around herself that Mm -hmm. is harsh yeah she's trying to hold it she has no one to console her Mm -hmm. i know she's cold and she's but also, I just find it her arms wrapping around herself for yeah. comfort. It's this next line that I that I I find gutting. But the sniffles sounded as distinct and disturbing as breaking bones. It's the part where he says, "Collects breath." He could face soldiers and storms, facing boulders here, and dying yeah. friends, but nothing in his training had ever yeah. prepared him to deal with these soft tears. Right. Like he just doesn't, he doesn't have it in him to know what to do. No, he's not equipped. Yeah. With this threat. You're right. And he, soft it's, tears. it's funny yeah. because I was just going to say earlier, the line when he says, um, what kind of strategy, strategy, uh, strategist would, I be? would yeah. I be if I couldn't foresee the next battle? And he couldn't he, foresee this next battle because he's exactly. not equipped to deal with this next battle. Right. Right. That's it. So. Not a great strategist after all. <laughs> Soft tears, I think, would would have been a great alternate title. Yeah, that's true too. I like that. Um, seven years, she whispers. Seven years we've been out here, living in wagons and way stops. Seven years of murder, of chaos, and of men crying to their wounds. You married. Yes, I married a soldier. It's my fault for not being strong enough to deal with the consequences. Thank you, Dalinar. You've made that very clear. Mm-hmm. This is her at her best. Yeah. I love that she doesn't let him, you know, we were just talking about this. Well, you, you know who you married, you know, you married yeah. a soldier. You, she didn't even did. let him get it off. Right. She didn't even let him no. finish the sentence. No. Right. This was what it was like to feel helpless. Dalinar thought. I also like that. Yeah. So this is what it's like. Right. Wow. He's, Hey. He's learning. Yeah. We, 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 we talked hey, about uh, this in, in like some RPGs where there's, you know, mm. there's actual combat and then there's social combat too. And in right. some RPGs yeah. there's social combat and Evie right. is like a fucking master at the social combat yeah. right now. Totally. I thought you were growing to like it. You now fit in with the other women. The other women, Dalinar, they make me feel stupid. Yeah, but conversation is... A contest to them, Evie said. Everything has to be a contest with you, Alethi. 
You're always trying to show up everyone else. For the women, it's this awful, unspoken game to prove how witty they each are. Or, and I've thought maybe the only answer to make you proud is to go to the Night Watcher and ask for the blessing of intelligence. The old magic can change a person, make something great of them. So she's considering going to the Night Watcher to make herself, I guess, as smart or smarter S- than the wealthy women, yeah. just so she, just can, so she can fit in and, and belong. In a, uh, in a weird multiverse flashpoint moment, it's Evie who writes the diagram. She goes to the Night Watcher, oh, ask for the blessing of intelligence. To be the supreme intelligence. She's the one who writes the. You know how in like Flashpoint, it's wow, like cool. the Joker ends up being his mom. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, the, yeah, this right. is the this is that version of it. Like the Evie yep. is the Joker. She's the diagram. I, I like this paragraph because it shows the extent to which she's willing to go to try to make this work. Right. If I have to be an Alethi woman, okay, well then I guess I got to go see the Night Watcher yeah, because I'll go literally I change my deal. whole intellect to fit in. Yeah, I can't keep up with their quips and their, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, all these things. I don't know, but it, it also begs the question, well, why Evie? Mm-hmm. Why are you going to go see the Night Watcher and change your intelligence score? Right. To, to keep what? What do you have? You have a guy, you have a warlord for a husband mm-hmm. who doesn't, who's not even listening to you as you speak. No. He's thinking of something else. You're not even getting him. He's not present with you. Mm-hmm. He's, he's fathering Adolin for war. Yeah. Well, that's different than fathering him. It's also really nice though, that she brings up the old magic and the Night Watcher because we know how important that is to her yeah, story right. later. For yes. Dalinar, right? So mm-hmm. uh, Sanderson tangles this weave very oh, nicely. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Evie, Dalinar says, please don't speak of that place or that creature. It's blasphemous. Well, you say that, Dalinar, but no one actually cares about religion here. Oh, they make sure to point out how superior their beliefs are to mine. But who actually ever worries about the heralds other than to swear by their names? You bring ardents to battle merely to soul cast rocks into grain. That way you don't have to stop killing each other long enough to find something to eat. <laughs> Dalinar approached and then settled down on the other seat by the hearth. It is different in your homeland? He asks a question. Right. Here. She rubbed her eyes and he wondered if she would see through his attempt to change the subject. So he's in battle here. Yeah, he's trying to jab he's back here and... Or deflect. Yeah. Yeah, he's, tr- he's dodging. Yeah, you're right. He's taking the dodge action right now. He's taking he's... a dodge action. <laughs> talking about her people often smoothed over their arguments. So right. he's using a smoothing tactic. <laughs> he's, he's taking the smoothing action. You make a smooth roll. <laughs> Use your smooth skill. Do I have advantage or disadvantage on this smooth roll? <laughs> <laughs> um, this, and this makes me sad. Yeah. It makes me sad that, that they're having it, they're trying to have a conversation, mm-hmm. but it's all tactics for him. Right. It's just, for me, that's, I don't know. It's just something that's not right about it. Yes, she said, true. There are those who don't care about the, uh, about the one or the heralds. They say we shouldn't accept Iriali or Voran doctrines as our own, but Dalinar, many do care. 
Here you just pay some ardent to burn glyph wards for you and call it done. This is exactly what we were just talking about. But how the mm. Voren, like the, the Vedan people seem to be more committed to their, their faith and the Alethi yes. use it as a, st- a status thing. You know, they use their religion as armor almost, a shard plate. Mm-hmm. And the Irieli, I guess, are also a r- r- religious, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they but believe also in the appear, one. Like, they believe in the one. Dalar took a deep breath and tried again. Mm-hmm. Perhaps after I've seen to the rebels, I can persuade Gavilar not to give me another assignment. We could travel, go west to your homeland. So you could kill my people instead? Hmm. When I first read this, I thought, oh. Fuck. Because all you're ever going to do, no matter where you are, is down there, kill is people. kill. Right. That's what I thought He's at thinking first. about going on like, vacation, which, and she's like, well, you're just going to be you. Well, A killer's going to kill. Right. Right. No, I wouldn't, he says. They'd attack you, Dalinar. My brother and I are exiles, if you haven't forgotten. He hadn't seen Toe, her brother, in a decade, ever since the man had gone to her daz. He reportedly liked it and was living on the coast, protected by Alethi bodyguards. Evie sighed. I'll never see the sunken forests again. I've accepted that. I will live my life in this harsh land, so dominated by wind and cold. Well, we could travel someplace warm, up the steam water. Just you and I. Time together. We could even bring Adolin. <laughs> he says, you and I, but then he says, hey, bring Adolin. And Renarin, Evie asked. Dalinar, you have two sons, in case you have forgotten. Do you even care about the child's condition? Or is he nothing to you now, that he can't become a soldier? Whoa! Oh man, that is a punch, bro. That's a knockout punch right there. Do you not even care because he can't be a soldier? That's a critical hit. Dude. Oh, yikes. Yeah, she rolled a nat, that was a nat 20. Yeah, dude. Dalinar grunted, feeling like he'd taken a mace to the head. Yeah. And he stood up and walked toward the table. What? Evie demanded. I've been in enough battles to know when I've found one I can't win. So you flee, Evie says, like a coward? The coward, Dalinar said, gathering up his maps, is the man who delays a necessary retreat for fear of being mocked. We'll go back to Kolinar after I deal with the rebellion at the Rift. I'll promise you at least a year there. I like that he promised it. Because I like to think that maybe he's a man of his word. Right. And that if he can deal with the Rift, Mm -hmm. then he can give her the year. Yep. I like this too. He's like, you know, okay, I'm beat. You got me. You, yeah, you've made all you your points. Me. You're totally right. I have been neglecting right. you and my family. M- not just right. one son, but two sons. And sure. you're right. Really? Evie says, standing up. Yes. You've won this fight. I don't feel like I've won. Welcome to war, Evie. Oh, that's a, that's a huge... Dude, that's, that gives me goosebumps. Yeah. I feel... I don't feel like I've won. Welcome to war. Right. Oh, that just... It's a wise statement coming that's from the Blackthorn That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. There are no unequivocal wins, Dalinar continues, just victories that leave fewer of your friends dead than others. Mm-hmm. He left and slammed the door behind him. Sounds of her weeping chased him down the steps and shame spread fell around him like flower petals. Storms, I don't deserve that woman, do I? Well, so be it. The argument was her fault, 
as were the repercussions. He stomped down the steps to find his generals and continue planning his return assault on the rift. Like, this argument did not end, this, this resolution no. did not end well. No. He's left the room with his maps, slammed the door. She's weeping. Mm -hmm. uh, how is it described? Her weeping chased him down the steps. So he's trying to get away from her weeping. Yeah, and he's being followed by shame spren. He's ashamed. And then he thinks, I don't deserve that woman, do I? Right. Yeah. Whew. It's a big one. Yeah, it's a good, it's a really, it's a really good uh, chapter. I think <clears throat> it really does set some good stuff up coming up here. We know that mm -hmm. they're, the Blackthorn has an end to insight, you know, like this, this war modern mm -hmm. green that he's doing has an end in sight and he is planning on, mm -hmm. on actually following through. He's promised her he, he's gonna, he's gonna stop for a little while anyways. Mm -hmm. What's your, uh, what's your highlight in this chapter? Oh man. Evie, 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 Evie. Yeah. Evie. Yeah. Evie. Evie saying the right thing, rolling mm -hmm. the net 20, knowing what to say. Yeah. Evie having Renarin at her, at, at the forefront, mm -hmm. even if she's not with him that, that often, which yep. as we talked about is not, not ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, Evie that she's willing to change her intelligence to fit in with the other women. Yeah. Like how far are you willing to go? You know, like she's willing to go very far, right. much further than Dalinar. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know, Evie, 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 all the way. Like, I don't know what else to say about her. She's, she's incredible. Yeah. It's an incredible chapter and he really doesn't deserve her. He doesn't. Yeah. My, my, uh, highlight I think has to be, I don't feel like I've won. Well, welcome to war. Yes. Oh man. Welcome to war. Yeah. Still gives me goosebumps. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's, it's wow. amazing. And like, she ends up being the strategist at, uh, at this point there at the end. And I like that a lot that there's like a dual, yeah. you know, a dual meaning behind the chapter title here. That's really cool. And, and I like what you pointed out too. Also that he couldn't see like, what kind of a strategist would I be if I can't see the next battle? Right. And he couldn't see this one. Well, you didn't see it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't see so the social battle strategist. Yeah. You know what? Well, that there, and, and then maybe that's foreshadowing. Yeah. Yep. What kind of a strategist are you? Well, maybe with this, all the strategy that you're about to put together, mm -hmm. maybe you can't see the next battle coming. Yep. Maybe it is a little nod to the, the Dalinar in the present too. Maybe he doesn't yeah. see the next battle coming. He right. definitely does not see Teravangian. No. Who is going to try to start not. undermining him in this coalition? Because we know that is something that's going to be happening because Teravangian said he's going to do it. And Dalinar is just like, yeah. thank God for Teravangian. So, you know what though, like, but hasn't Dalinar been one step ahead? He was one step ahead of Amaram. He was. Right. Without so us knowing. Happens, right. What if that happens again? That's very possible Teravangian? too. That is very possible too, that, uh, that, that, uh, the, cool. the, the, uh, that Sanderson is letting us believe that Dalinar is not right. aware of, it's very possible. He did it with, uh, oh, uh dude, That would be amazing. It's very possible. I'm getting very excited about that one. Yeah. I hope that's, that's, I hope that's the case. Yeah. That'd be cool. Okay. Well, um, do you want to talk about this, uh, th this image first here before we, uh, break? Sure. Before we break. Sure. Yeah. Let's, um, so this is a great artwork. Mm -hmm. Um, we're getting a few pictures here of, I think it's pain spren 
And also, I believe there's the shards. They are... I believe this is by Ben McSweeney. Ben does all of the, um, all the Shalon art pieces, I believe. And Isaac Stewart. Yeah. And Isaac Stewart does all the maps. So I think this is a a Ben McSweeney, um, original here. The hunger spren appeared to be unchanged. It says we Mm -hmm. haven't figured that one out. Yeah. How certain spren are affected and certain spren are not. Right. We're not sure Mm -hmm. why, why that is. No. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, altered pain spren. And then the depiction down on the far right, the the flying figure with the long, um, mm-hmm. I guess, not um, with a long dress. It's like um, like Yeah, these like wrappings or, or whatever, yeah. Yeah, the wrappings. These yeah. are the fuse. This is what the fuse looks like. And that long pole arm? Yeah. The long spike? Yeah, it's a really long spear, eh? Like it's really long. It's like a hal- it's like a halberd and a half. Hey, you know what it looks but, like? It looks like when you do that crazy combination when you fuse things together in uh, mm-hmm. the new the, the the new Zelda game when you take two pole arms and you fuse them together and it's just really ridiculously yeah. long version. <laughs> I was just going to ask you if that's the true length of that weapon. Who who are you fighting? Um, people really far from you, I guess. It's <laughs> really it's a distance I weapon. Mean, I know, but that's pretty far. Like a, like a, you know, a glaive or you know, like a ten foot pole is considered. Yeah, you know, that's that's this in excess. Is, this is of a that. fifteen that's to like twenty a, foot pole. This guy's got lots like a of 15. reach. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the I don't know. I'm just asking a question because I'm thinking, you know, uh, what was it designed for? Mm-hmm. This is also like, uh, Shalon's interpretation of seeing right. one okay. in the sky. So maybe she's drawn the pole arm. Or the halbert or whatever it is, a little longer than actually is usable, but I mean, it's still a fantastic little piece here. She's got her artistic license. Yeah, she's allowed to do it. She, she can run with it. Yeah. Okay, chapter sixty-seven, Mishim. Hmm. Wow. Well, we get wit back. Um, we do. Again, this was a little bit of a dangle for me, same way as the previous uh, flashback was, mm-hmm. in that I was certainly hoping for more resolution regarding Evie. You know, I remember her, I'm stumbling around. I, I can't believe that I've had this immense rush of, of memories flooding back to me about it. I just thought, okay, well, we're going to get to some of the juice about this right. rift, right? But we don't, we get a, a tidbit more, Yep, which we was get great. The beginning. We just mm-hmm. discussed it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing with Wit here. We, 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 we get him back. Um, it's interesting. It's a surprise. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasant surprise. He does drop another wonderful story. Right. To think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, in terms of the dialogue interaction, is it comes to an end. But it, at the very least, it comes to an end with the hope that, well, Wit could be around for a little bit. Right, because he's like, "Let's go out for you. Need to buy me a meal or whatever." <laughs> yeah, it's t- yeah. Let's 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 go get a uh, let's go get a, a frappuccino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because their interaction um, is very little. He's he's spending most of his time re- telling the story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a mm-hmm. really cool moment though that I want us to kind of pause on when we get there later. Yeah, yeah. Where she's like, "Is he light weaving?" Yes, exactly. She's like, "But doing I didn't see any stormlight." In- but is he's doing how something, is he doing yeah, it? how is he doing what he's doing right now? And when Kaladin saw him do it before, remember when he did it with the, the, the campfire smoke, when he was telling the story of Wander Sale, 
Um, right. He, yes. Kaladin didn't really fully ask him or, or even, even think about it, but because Shallan can create illusions, she's like, is he light weaving? Like, what is he doing right now? So that's a, I want to pause you know, on that I'm moment. Just, I'm going to go on a limb and say, okay, well, first of all, wit, have we talked about the possibility of wit being a herald? Um, I think you've said that before. Oh, have I? Okay. Yeah. Sounds like something I would just list everything. <laughs> How about this? How about this? How about this? Um, eventually something will stick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. My only thing there would be, well, do heralds possess powers that lie outside of what Stormlight can do? They, and if they he- do. Heralds get their power from their honor blades. Right. So they. So what relationship do you. So, right. And honor blades appear to have their power, if you will. Mm-hmm. And each honor blade is very specific and it has the ability to give you two surges. Right. But those powers are directly connected to honor. I think so. Yes. Because honor is the one to who the gave one? them their, those honor blades. Honor blades. R- right. Right. Okay. So it's not tied into stormlight. N- not necessarily. No. Honor blades. Like, okay. I think, I think that you still so have then to, a herald... still, like, a, when Zeth is using the honor blade that mm-hmm. Dalinar just gave to bridge four, he yes. needs to use stormlight to use the surges. So he still needs to use stormlight. Okay. So he needs to use stormlight to, to access the surges. So the surges right. are inherent, something you can, can, uh, let's say do, right. uh, if you're attuned, let's say to the honor blade. But in the hands of a herald, my question would be, well, in the hands of a herald, is it the same thing? Do heralds access the surges and then use stormlight? Or do the heralds have those powers and can do the surges from some other source, meaning directly through the honor blade to honor? I think that um, regardless of who the herald is, Mm -hmm. they harness their abilities through the sword. The sword mm-hmm. is the thing that grants them their abilities and they can activate those abilities through stormlight. So if he was a herald right. and he was using light weaving through a sword that he had, mm-hmm. he would, it would show through stormlight use. So she, when she says, well, he's not using stormlight, but he's still doing this. Mm-hmm. He's able to do it without stormlight. The other option so then, we know yeah, is that um, the fused are able to do their their surges mm-hmm. using void light, which looks different than right. stormlight. But there is still something visual that happens when they use void light. It's like void that light. purpley crackling lightning, right? So we know that it, it there's a visual aspect to it. Effect. Whereas mm-hmm. here, she's like, he's doing it. But I can't see how he's doing it. So there must be so, something else that wit can do that is not something we've already been told about. So this this is wonderful because uh, I much prefer to think of wit as being this outlier. Yes. Um, if he is, is nice anything, dude. Of, if he is anything, he is that. He is that. Yeah. He is an outlier. Good. Well, that I like because that uh, fits certainly with what I've been building, let's say, of him in in my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. Um, you know, it, it could be that someone or something like Wit is a magician. Right. 
It could also be that he could be something akin to a wizard. Right. This, like, what he's doing is really not that different from, what, what, uh, not, uh, uh, is it thaumaturgy? Yeah, thaumaturgy. Like, like, yep. like minor, minor effects. Minor tricks say, you know? that are able to, oh. yeah. Right. So he, so it's funny that he's got so many different kind of personalities all wrapped into one because, you know, he, he would be sort of a Gandalf kind of character. Right. If he wasn't so wit. <laughs> So, so the thing about wit less wit, is, he'd be more Gandalf. If he was less wit, he'd be definitely good. <laughs> so the thing about wit is that he, he's like a court jester. Right. I think I've brought this up before. Mm-hmm. He definitely is. He's, he's very much like that. He's sort of the fool, but he's playing the fool. Mm-hmm. You know, he gives you these strange stories. He insults the, uh, the aristocrats. Um, he's given that power. He's a perfect bard. If you will. He's a perfect bard, but he's more than that. Yeah, there there is like something bard, else to him. Yeah, bard, magician, um, wizard, mm-hmm. jester, outlier. Maybe even, um, we've talked a little bit about um, likening him to Q in uh, very in much so. He yeah. seems to know more than he's willing to share. Mm-hmm. He's always around. He's always popping up places. Right. Yeah, yeah. He definitely, he definitely gives off some Q vibes for sure. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay. Well, all of this is wonderful, but yeah. Okay. We do have to get this, co- this chapter done. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so let's, uh, let's dive in. Chapter 67, Mishim. This generation has only had one bondsmith and some blame the divisions amongst us upon this fact. The true problem is far deeper. I believe that honor himself is changing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cool. This is a, yeah. this is a, a nice look back. You know, we've talked about this before where we have some of these statements from these, these crystals are like nonsensical, but this gives us an idea of what people were thinking back then about them as a, as a group of radiance right. together. And, and there was only one bondsmith back then too. Like there's only and one now right we now. The, we know they can have the ability to have three, but there right. was only one back then. Oh, how exciting is it that, that there could be more, right? Like there could be more. Like yeah. Dalinar could be. Dalinar, oh. I think, I think that the Stormfather told him that there can be three, but there is right. only one, which means Dalinar is o- the only one right now. It's not like there's another right. person out there that's bond, uh, bondsmith that we haven't heard about yet. The Stormfather right. has pretty much, you know, said, you are the only active bondsmith right now, but there can be three. And he called the other two Spren that can be bonded his siblings. That's right. Yeah. So really Stormfather cool. has siblings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's really cool, right? Well, if a storm father has siblings, what else is in the storm, right? Like what else, or what has, what else has the ability, the power of a storm like that? So it's really cool. I can't, I, I just, it's so fun. Do you get to know more? You get, yeah, I know a little bit more than you do. One of so. his siblings is, is, I know is, a little is, is, something. is it wind? Is it wind? I can't tell you. Electricity or wind? Like the, the components of, of a Aang. storm? Ang is the other spren. Okay. I'm not gonna, yeah, okay. Let's, okay. Let, let's, let's dive in. Let's okay. dive in. A day after being murdered. Okay. This, okay. This got me thinking, this would be a little fun exercise. Right. This first sentence is great. Right. Um, 
A day after being murdered in a brutal fashion, Shalon found that she was feeling much better. <laughs> right. This, it's just a great first sentence. It's fun. <laughs> it's funny. It's interesting. And then it got me thinking, what a great thing it would be to go over all the first sentences. Yes. Of his chapters and compile a list of best intro sentences. Right. Because it is an art, if you will, to write that that pivotal first sentence. And we know that he's you know? done some really good ones. Really good ones. So did so you hear that, that Buzzkill Joe? Really fun bonus hey Buzzkill, did you hear that? Jack is asking for you to compile a list <laughs> of all the best first sentence chapters. Or all well, the first you know, I think we should we should we should probably help him out and work on it a little bit. Uh but it might be a fun thing to do. It might be a fun thing to do, yeah. Let's I think maybe after after Oathbringer's done, we'll have three books. Right. Um, to choose from and then see if we can get some kind of like rank them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe get some, uh, some feedback from the community on that. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Anyways, I thought this one was a delightful little one after, after being murdered, (laughs) she's feeling much better. Yeah. Um, the sense of oppression had left her and even her horror seemed distant. Mm -hmm. What lingered was the single glimpse that she'd had in the mirror, a glimmer of the unmade's presence beyond the plain. Of the reflection. So that's what she thinks she saw in that mirror. Yeah. Was the unmade. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. This, this other unmade. Right. Not, not, uh, Ray Shafir from before, but whatever this new Something else. Yeah. The mirrors in the tailor shop that they're in, she, she'd inspected every one. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, making sure that there wasn't any other unmade hanging out in them. I mean, it makes Uh, sense. You see one in a mirror, you think maybe they live in the mirrors. I'm going to check all the mirrors. Yeah. That's what I would have done too. It's creepy though. It's interesting that that, that horror element is still there. This is very horror movie to me. For sure. Especially like when Um, you watch a horror movie and for me, I don't know if anybody else feels like this, but when I watch mm -hmm. a horror movie, I'm okay watching the horror movie. In the moment I'm watching it, I'm okay. It's after I've watched the horror movie that when that's when it haunts me, that's when I start to feel like jittery and I start looking behind me. Like when I watched right. the ha- Haunting of Hill House or whatever, that series that was on oh, Netflix, boy. dude, I, I like, uh, I walked around the house, like looking behind me the whole time. But while I was yeah. watching it, I'm like, this is amazing filmmaking. What a good show this is. But after yeah. the, watching the episodes, that's when I was the most scared, <laughs> most scared. Yeah. So you I'm better, fe- you better not, you better not turn around in your closet right now. Right now. Na- I better not. I can see actually behind me cause I can see you. Okay. Like, yeah, in Discord, so I think I'm safe. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought I could get you. Yeah. Okay. Um, the mirrors, uh, they appear to be uh, unmade uh, free, mm-hmm. so that's good. Yeah. She'd given a drawing of the thing that she had seen, though, to others to warn them to watch out. I yeah. thought this was, it's proactive, it's good. Right. Why, why, why yeah. not? If you have that power to be able to make, take a photo, in essence, yeah. of something, why wouldn't you share, share it? I also like where they're at mm-hmm. is that these, these are crazy times. Right. So it's not time to like look in the mirror and see this shadow figure and think, okay, I'll, I'll just keep that to myself. <laughs> right. No, it, it's time to share it and make it reality. Right. It's, it's like, it's like when the kids in Stranger Things are experiencing these things and then slowly. But they're not telling anybody? They're not telling anyone because no one's going to believe them. Yeah. And then of well, course. When just, Max was like. You know, in the last one, Max, fucking tell someone. Yeah. Like seriously, tell someone <laughs> that the friggin', you know, like the, the dude right. is, is haunting you. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you got to tell someone. You got to tell someone. Yeah. See something. So say I like something. this. That's what you, that's the 
Horror movie uh, rule number one. If you see something, say something. Say something. Yeah. Adolin ate flatbread. Okay, so she goes into the kitchen where Adolin's eating flatbread and curry while King Elicar is sitting at the table writing. No, no, he was drawing. Shalon rested uh, fond. Oh, I like this. Mm -hmm. Fond fingers. I like that. Fond fingers. I'm, I'm resting fond fingers on Adolin's shoulder while he's enjoying uh, his, his food. And he grinned at her. Um, she rounded to peek over the king's shoulder, and he's, he's drawing a map. And it wasn't that bad. It was of the Oathgate platform. Mm -hmm. Anyone seen the bridgeman, Elikar said, or asked. Anytime any character reduces him to bridgeman, I always wince a bit. Yeah. I still wince a bit at it, and I wonder, hmm, can I trust that character? I think it's like they're falling so, into like these old patterns, right? Like Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I am always trying to read into it a little bit. Like if you reduce him, you don't respect him. Yeah. Like you're not really his friend, not really his ally. I mm -hmm. don't know. Yeah. There's anyway. something there to that. I, I, I don't like it either. Here, Kaladin said, and, and he answers to it. No problem. And mm -hmm. you know, and you know, what's kind of cool about that? He's okay with being a bridgeman. Yeah. He's okay with it. You know, it's like, yes, that's actually what I am. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Here, Kaladin says, Yaxka, her husband and her maid, were out shopping for more food, using spheres that Elgar had provided. Food was apparently still for sale in the city, if you had, if you had uh, the spheres to pay for them. I, Elgar says, have devised a plan for how to proceed in this city. Shalon looked at Adolin, who shrugged. Well, what do you suggest, your majesty? Well, thanks to the Lightweaver's excellent reconnaissance, it is evident my wife is being held captive by her own guards. Well, we don't know that for certain, your majesty, says Kaladin. It sounded like the queen has succumbed to whatever is affecting the guards. Well, either way, Elokar continues, she is in need of rescue. Either we must sneak into the palace for her and little Gavinor, mm -hmm. or we must rally a military force to help us capture the location by strength of arms. He tapped the map of the city with his pen. The oath gate, however, remains our priority. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Your wife, young Gavinor, mm -hmm. is that his son? Yep. Not your priority? Oh, the Oathgate's a priority. Okay, the Oathgate's a priority. Right. Well, I mean, it kind of has I know. to be. I, I, I know it's for the purpose of getting the army in, right? Right. So, right. Because they, so the, I, I this little that. squad didn't come in here to fight the Royal Guard. They came in here to get no. access to the Oathgate to bring in an army right. to fight the Royal Guard. Well, to fight whatever's going on right, here. Right, to fight whoever is holding appears... the queen and his son captive or whatever. Right. Um, the Oathgate, however, remains our priority. Brightness Devar, I want you to investigate the Cult of Moments. Find out how they're using the Oathgate platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because how are they? Oh, we don't know. One of the things she found out in the last chapter she was in was that the Royal Guard seemed to be protecting the palace. But the entrances yes. to the Oathgate platform are being protected by the Cult of Moments. The Cult of Moments, yeah. Yeah, so it's not, there's two different kind of things happening here, I think. But hang on, are we, are we certain at this point that the, um, the Cult of, of Moments, are they using the Oathgate? There's no evidence of that. No, there's of no evidence of using but it. The, but they seem right. to be, um, they seem to be protecting any, stopping, like they're, they're, they're guarding it. Mm-hmm. Yaxka had confirmed that each night some members of the cult set a blazing fire on top of the platform. 
They guarded the place uh, all hours of the day. Hmm. If you could join whatever ritual or event that they're performing, the king says, you would be within feet of the Oath Gate. You could transport the entire plateau to Urthiru and let our armies there deal with the cult. Hmm. He's suggesting go on there. Yeah. And then sending them to transport the entirety of the cult that are on the platform to Urthiru. Right. That's kind of brilliant, to be honest. Yeah. If they're all there and they're a, a mystery. A, yeah. Yeah. Send them away and there you go. Problem I mean, Urthiru might not be ready to receive them. Do you know what I mean? There well, won't be an army able, waiting because there's no way. Are of, they not? Sorry, go are ahead. Are they not able to communicate with Urthiru right, too? Right. Like, because the span reads. So this party, this team that's in, that's in, mm-hmm. uh, that's in, um, Alvacar right, right now. Yeah. They have no way of communicating with the outside. None. And if they have a span read and try to use it, one of those spren are going to go, uh, I'll send an alarm and the fused will right. be brought down on them. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> if they're going to use a span read, it's going to have to be like, suffer the consequences. So you, you can't use it. It's, it's better be worth it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. so yeah, it's, um, they, they're pretty much cut off right now. That is, um, hmm. without the ability to communicate and change tactics mm-hmm. based on information that way, that puts this team at a disadvantage. It does this. for sure. Yeah. Okay. You could transport the entire, uh, uh the, the entirety of the cult to earth hero. Yeah, you could. In case that is not viable, Adolin and I in the guise of important light eyes from the Shattered Plains, shall contact the light-eyed houses in the city who maintain private guard forces. We shall gather their support, perhaps revealing our true identities, and put together an army for assaulting the palace, if needed. And me? Kaladin asks. I don't like the sound of this as your person. See what you can find out about him and his wall guard. Kaladin nodded. It's a good plan, Elikar, Adolin says. Nice work. The simple compliment probably should not have made a king beam like it did. Yelkar even drew a glory spren, and notably it, did, it didn't seem different from ordinary ones. Mm-hmm. So, why? We don't know. Why does Elokar this expression of a spren, glory spren in, this, inst- in mm-hmm. this instance, why is it not affected? We don't know. We don't know why some are and some aren't. So... Mm-hmm. But it's nice that he's coming up with good plans and feeling good about himself. Yeah. But there is something we have to face, Adolin continued. Uh, have you listened to the list of charges that Arden, the one that got executed, made against the queen? I, yes, I have. Ten glyphs, Adolin says, denouncing Asadon's excess. Wasting food. When, while people starved, increasing taxes, and then throwing lavish parties for the Yardens? Elikar, this started long before the Everstorm. Mm-hmm. We can, we can ask her, the king said. Once she is safe, something must have been wrong. Asadan was always proud and always ambitious, but never gluttonous. He eyed Adolin. I know that Yasna says I shouldn't have married her, that Asadan was too hungry for power. Yasna never understood. I needed Asadan, someone with strength. He took a deep breath and stood up. We mustn't waste time. The plan, do you agree with it? 
it seems here, I gotta say, it, like when he's like, we, we can ask her, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, does it, do you get the impression that, that uh, Elokar knows something? He, I think he's trying to not admit something. That is the, um, I shouldn't say obvious. That's the, th- that is the impression. Right. You're right. You're right. That, that he doesn't want to admit what, that his wife could be compromised. Right. Or, or causing this great harm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it could just simply be that. Right. But to me, being as suspicious as I am. <laughs> As I tend to be, mm-hmm. it seems like he knows something. Yeah, he uh, doesn't uh, want to. Ad- I can. I see what you're you reading. Say, I see what want you're to reading admit. off the page. I feel like it reads more like he's not willing to admit that yes, his wife right. was acting inappropriately before the right. Everstorm came, and that yeah. those inappropriate actions might be just on her. He's like willing to give her that. Well, you know what? We'll ask her. Let's not judge yeah. right now. We'll ask yeah. her when we save her. Yeah. Yeah. Mustn't waste time. Do, do you agree with, with my plan? I like it, Shalon says. Mm-hmm. Kaladin nodded. It's too general, but it's at least a line of attack. Additionally, we need to trace the grain in the city. Yaxka says the light eyes provide it, but she also says the palace stores are closed. You think someone has a soul caster? Adolin asks. I think this city has too many secrets, mm-hmm. Kaladin says. That's yeah, a great line. It is a good, good line. Aelin and I shall ask the light, the light eyes and see if they know, Elokar says, then look to Shallan. The cult of moments? I'll get on it, she says. I need a new coat anyway. Because mm-hmm. her coat got we cut go. when she got stabbed, right? Yeah. yeah, when she got stabbed, yeah. Yeah. So we get our little uh, scene um, change here. Mm-hmm. Um, she slips out of the building as Vale. Aha. Mm-hmm. She's got her coat with a hole in it. Ishna had washed off the blood, and Vale still wanted to replace her coat, though. So th- she was covering the hole with light weaving. Right. I like this. Just a tiny little light weaving, you know. Little detail. Yeah, yeah that's good. Vale sauntered down the street, feeling confident. Back in Urathiru, she'd been struggling to get her coat on straight, so to speak. She winced as she thought of her trips through the bars, making a fool of herself. You didn't need to prove how much you could drink in order to look tough. But that was the sort of thing you couldn't learn without wearing the coat, mm-hmm. living in it. So she's in the market, and she's uh, getting a feel for the Kolinar people, how they thought. And this would also help her how to understand the cult of moments. Right. And how they'd come to be, and how, therefore, how to infiltrate the cult. The market was very different from those in Urthiru and the night markets of Carbranth. First off, this one was uh, obviously ancient. These buildings had been here since the first desolation. These were the stones that were smoothed by the touch of a million fingers, or the press of thousands of passing feet. I love the way that's described. Yeah, it's awesome. Isn't that great? Yeah. Millions of fingers. And I just, I, do, I don't know, I could picture this really well. The awnings were bleached by the progression of day after day. But the streets in this market were wide, and they're not crowded. No. In fact, some stalls were even empty. And the merchants weren't shouting as she passed by. I don't know, there's something really cool about this, about this market being 
very different. Yeah. Now, of course, and it's I also think it's empty. different because the yeah yeah because the city's like kind of fucked right now. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Yaxka served only men, and Vale wouldn't have wanted to reveal herself to a woman anyway. So she stopped at a clothier and tried on some new coats. She chatted with the woman, whose husband was the actual tailor, and asked where to look for a coat that matched hers, and then went back to the street. Soldiers in light blue patrolled here, glyphs on their uniforms, of House Velaland. I think we're about to learn more about that. Mm-hmm. Vale shivered, remembering the line of corpses that she'd seen. This was in that dungeon area, right? That right. she was thrown into the wine cellar. Mm-hmm. Adolin and Elokar were fairly certain that those were the remnants of a distant Colin and his attendants. Right. A man named Caves, who had often tried to gain power in the city. Neither were sad to see him go, but it whispered of a continuing mystery. More than 30 people had gone to meet with the queen, many more powerful than Caves. What had happened to them? Right. So it's odd, though, that I find that Adolin and Elokar are certain that these bodies that were down there are caves or some other power-hungry uh, high prince or, or lord. Like, it seems really presumptuous unless there was evidence in the bodies or the clothing. Or I think that's probably of... what, we're, what we're missing here is yeah. that moment when Shalon came back, told them everything, maybe mm-hmm. described what she saw while she was down there. And okay. then they were like, yeah, we know that guy. He has a very distinctive feature. He's got like a, a crooked nose with a m- handlebar mustache huh. or whatever and a scar on his eye, over his eye. That's caves. Yeah, we know that guy. What, but was that, was that in the text? No, it wasn't. But I'm saying that could have been something off page. Somehow she communicated yeah, no, information we... to them and that made them assume that, that, that one of those guys that were down there was this, um, the remnant of a distant Colin. Yeah. So like a, a third cousin of a Colin uh, and his attendants, a man named Caves. Yeah, it just seemed to me to be a little presumptuous. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also it, it also kind of justifies what's going on because it's like look you've got dead bodies mm-hmm. well yeah but these were power hungry people that were that were potentially a threat to Azadon. right so it 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 backs her up yeah yeah right? I'm, I'm not i'm not really sure just, like, like i i think i i'm not sure the third clothing shop finally had a coat that she'd liked mm-hmm. it was white and long went past her knees and she asked the seamstress to take it in a little bit, and then asked about the city's grain. The answers led her one street over to a grain station. It had formerly been a Thalen bank, with the words Secure Keeps across the top. Money lenders seemed to have a sixth sense for impending danger, the way some animals could sense a storm hours before it arrived. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Oh, times are going to be bad? Got to protect the money. Better do it. We're out of here. Secure Keeps. Yeah. The soldiers in light blue had appreciated uh, that the vaults protected the precious grain. People waited in line outside. Soldiers were doling out lavis for one day's flatbread and gruel. She would have applauded Velalant's kindness, save for the soldiers' blatant incompetence. They shouted at everyone to stay in line, but didn't do anything to enforce the order. Vale was glancing around, noting people, the poor, the unwanted, the destitute tattered clothes and dirty faces. 
They watched like spren drawn by a powerful emotion. Yeah, hunger. Mm -hmm. A boy huddled nearby with hungry eyes. One of his arms was ended in a twisted, unusable hand. Three finger nubs and the other two were crooked. You know, it's really too bad. If, if this scene wasn't so sad with the destitute and the hunger and the poor, I would have went, mm -hmm. hungry eyes. <laughs> One look at you and I can't describe. Sorry. I would have <laughs> quoted some dirty dancing again. You would have brought in a little dirty dancing. Yes, of but, course. You know. As always. Yeah. Yeah. The other, uh, okay, so the, so she sees, she sees this little boy and she's thinking, okay, well, do I have any food on me? Well, Shalon didn't carry any food, but Vale knew the importance of having something to chew on, so she produces a meat stick. It was soul cast, but flavored with sugar. She bit off an end and then wagged the rest of it toward the, ur the urchin. The boy sized her up, and finally he crept over and took the offering. Vale asks him, well, why don't you get in line? Well, they got rules. You gotta be a certain age, and if you're too poor, they shove you out of line. For what reason? Don't need one, I guess. They say you've already been through, except you haven't. Many of these people, they're servants from wealthy homes, aren't they? The urchin nodded. Hmm. Storm in light eyes. Vale thought as she watched, some of the poor were shoved out of line for one interaction, or one infraction, or another. Others waited patiently. They'd been sent by wealthy homes to collect food. Wow. It's crazy, right? Awful. Mm -hmm. Well, you've got, yeah, you, it's terrible. Because it's not like these people are waiting to get food for themselves. No. They're waiting to right. get food for their important right. light-eyed uh, masters. <laughs> right. And they're the ones who get the food, not the people who actually need it, the poor. Right. <laughs> Terrible. And so, Vale is... Moash would be shaking his fucking head right now. Oh, Motherfucking man. Vale and Moash. They should date. They should date. Yeah. Yes. Let's do setsies upsies. <laughs> setsies upsies. <laughs> yeah. We got to set those two up. Yeah, for sure. Let's, uh, let's see if we can impact this thing. Let's, uh, let's see if we can... Make uh, Kaladin really fucking jealous. Yeah, let's, let's, let's see if we can light weave this story around. Um, Storms, Velalance men really had no idea how to do this. Or maybe they know exactly what they're doing, she thought. And Velalant is just keeping the local light eyes happy and ready to support his rule should the winds turn his way. It made Vale sick and she fished out a second meat stick for the urchin and then started to ask him how Velalant's influence reached. But the kid was gone in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. The grain distribution had ended and the soldiers said they'd do another one in the evening. The bank closed its doors. But where did Velalant get the food? Mm -hmm. Vale rose and continued through the market, passing pools of anger spread from the people. Yeah, I'd be angry too if I waited all day. For sure. Because th think of it, not only are they not going to get fed, okay, but they're going to have to go back to their masters and say, I didn't succeed. Right. Some looked like the normal pools of blood, referring to the anger spread, but some were like tar pitch, pitch black tar. When the bubbles in these popped, they showed a burning red within like embers. Mm -hmm. Wow. Her optimism about the market evaporated. She passed crowds looking lost 
depressive uh, faces in people's eyes. Yeah, depression in people's eyes. They were doomed. The Voidbringers were going to rip this city apart. And if they didn't, if they didn't simply let everyone starve, yeah. It's true. They don't have to do this much is, right now. This is really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they, don't, they don't. They could just let the city rot from within. Right. And it's doing that exact thing. And they're at the door. They're at the gate. Yeah. And they're sending more and more refugees in. Yeah, I don't understand. Someone needed to do something. Yeah, please. Yeah, thank you. Vale needed to do something. Yeah, I agree too. Infiltrating the cult of moments suddenly seemed too abstract. Yeah, it kind of does when you're when you're when you're confronted with this. Yeah, these people need but, immediate help. But at the same time, getting rid of the cult of moments and bringing the the, the army, army in, in and that could result in everyone getting to eat. But you know what? This is the very... But it's Alethkar. It's their own city. Like, this is Dalinar's kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. So, because what I was just thinking... Or Elokar's kingdom. It's Elokar's kingdom. Mm. Well, well, maybe that's a slip on my part. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so it's... But it is... But it's also Dalinar's kingdom as well, right? right like this right. is... Like, so if, if he were to bring his own soldiers through the Oath Gate in the capital of Alethkar, mm-hmm. it can't be looked at by the other um, nations that he's built these alliances with as, aha, see, this is how they were going to use it. Right. It's, it can't be thought of that way because it's, it's their own capital city. Right. Right? Yeah. He's right. already told them how he plans on using the Oathgate in his own city. So they already know this tactic. He's already said to them, yeah, I'm going to open up the, uh, the, okay. the Oath Gate and bring just... my army through so I can take back my city. But you're right. They can't use that as a, as a negative for making an yeah, alliance to with say, him. Oh, See, he's more monitoring right. again. There he goes right. again using this, but, but it's on his own city. So you know right. what? I think, El- I, I mean, unless I'm wrong, like maybe I can ask you. No, I, I, I think Elokar's, Elokar's plan is brilliant. I, I think, think it is. Perfect. I think it's great. I think, I, I mean, yeah. I, I think that Kaladin has a point when he says it's a little vague, like the, it's, nothing's sure. very, we haven't determined how we're going to do all these things yet, but right. it is a good start of a plan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sh- okay. What about, um, Shalon didn't carry food. Some of the, uh, storming light eyes, some of them. Yeah. Do something. Yes. Do something. Yes. Couldn't she do something directly for these poor people? Except. She hadn't even been able to save her own family. She had no idea what Marais had done with her brothers, and she refused to think about them. How would she save an entire city? This, this little moment here is interesting because we're used... It says Vale needed to do something. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into thoughts about Shallan. Right. So it's like the first... It's a combo... It bleeds uh, through a little paragraph. Bit, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Which because was Vale's like, oh, you know, being in a big city again, you know, and we talked about how, well, yeah. when has Shalon ever been in a big city? Not really ever. She, you know, she went to yeah. Carbranth and was in the library for right. the whole time. She's lived right. in Urethiru. The war camps aren't really a big city. So she doesn't have any experience. So why is Vale saying she's got experience being in a big city? Right. But in this moment where Vale's like, <clears throat> I need to do something. I'm Vale and I need to do something. Shalon mm-hmm. bleeds through there and says, you know, but I can't even protect my own family. Well, Vale doesn't have a family. Vale doesn't have brothers. Shalon has brothers. No, Shalon does. Just like Vale has the experience of living in a big city, which is her backstory, Shalon right. doesn't. 
Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's there's a little bit of bleed through there. There's a little bit of yeah, like combining the, the 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 lives. Right. She shouldered uh, through the crowd, seeking freedom, but suddenly feeling trapped. She needed to get out. But what was that sound? Shalon pulled up short, turning and hearing. It's not Veil vale that turns, because it, it's not Veil vale that recognizes the voice. Right. 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 So Shalon turns, hearing it couldn't be, could it? That voice. You say that, my dear man, it proclaimed, but everyone thinks they know the moons. How could they not? We live beneath their gaze each night. We've known them longer than our friends, our wives, our children, and yet, and yet, Shalon pushed through the milling crowd find, to find him sitting on a low wall. He was dressed strangely in a soldier's uniform, Sadius's livery, with the coat unbuttoned and a colored scarf around his neck. The traveler, the one they called the king's wit, angular features, a sharp nose, hair that was stark black. He was here. How excited were you when you read that, that it was with? Oh my God. I was uh, through the moon. I kind of wished it in a way it was a live read because you know, it's almost like you want these little moments to be live reads yeah. and not necessarily certain chapters. The whole but chapter, but yeah. Little, just, just these little spikes because yeah. like I was so giddy, you know, like just yeah. really super. Yeah. I probably did little, little, little happy, uh, happy dance was. I like uh, what Sanderson's done here. Is she, she's put... <clears throat> he's put the importance of who this person is to Shalon. She says mm. the traveler, this is the guy that right. traveled through our country, through my territory when we were hosting mm -hmm. Middlefest, mm -hmm. And he told me about my brother. He's to me, he's the traveler. He's the traveler. The one they call the King's wit. The King's wit. Yeah. So yeah. like, I like that she's, he's acknowledged, Sanderson is acknowledging Shalon has a different relationship with this person than Kaladin right. does. Then Kaladin, Kaladin does. he's yeah. wit. Or Gavilar. Or Gavilar or, and or, Dalinar, or Dalinar or any, yeah. any yeah. of the other characters. Yeah. To her, sure. she's that traveler. He's the, tr he's mm -hmm. the traveler that came through that middle fest mm -hmm. that time. I love that. I really love it. Um, he was here. Um, there are still stories to tell, Wit leaped to his feet. Few people were paying attention. I like this. Few, few people were paying attention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At yeah. the start. Yeah. Um, to them, he was just another busker. Everyone knows that Mishim is the cleverest of the three moons. Though her sister and brother are content to reign in the sky, gracing the lands below with their light, Mishim is always looking for a, a chance to escape her duty. Wit tossed something into the brazier, producing a bright green puff of smoke, the color of Mishim, the third and slowest of the moons. This story takes place during the days of Tsa, Wit continued, the grandest queen of Natanatan before the kingdom's fall. Blessed with sorry, blessed with grand poise and beauty, the Natan people were famous across all of Roshar. Why, if you'd lived back then, you'd have viewed the East as a place of great culture, not an empty wasteland. Queen Saw, as you've doubtless heard, was an architect. She designed high towers for her city, built to reach ever upward, grasping upward to the sky, and one night Saw rested in her greatest tower, enjoying the view. So it was that Mishim, that clever moon, happened to pass in the sky close by. 
It was a night moon when the moons were large, and these, everyone knows, are nights when the moons pay special attention of the actions of mortals. Great Queen, Mishim called, you build such fine towers in your grand city. I enjoy viewing them each night as I pass. I love Wait. I love the way that he's Sorry, written this here. This paragraph that Queen saw, as you've doubtless heard, was an architect. And <clears throat> the way it's written mm -hmm. is it's in quotations. But at the yes. very end there, there's a part. It's in a bracket. It, they're, yeah. they're in parentheses, almost yeah. like wit when he's telling the story, is then yeah. saying a side info. Like he's putting his hand to the side of his face and he's like, it was a night when the moon <laughs> were large yeah. and these, everyone knows. Like it was like, he was like co yeah. commenting on his own story almost. Do you know what I mean? He, he's explaining explaining the context by which how Mishim would know the goings-ons of yeah. mortals. Yeah, and I just because like, everyone just imagine knows what these full... Yeah. I can just imagine what Wit is doing in that moment. You know what I mean? It's so yeah. it's so great. I love it. Um no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um Great Queen Mishim says, You build such fine towers in your grand city. I enjoy viewing them each night as I pass. Wit dropped powder into the brazier, this time in clumps that caused two lines of smoke, mm -hmm. one white and one green. Now, Wit said, thrusting his hands into the smoke lines, twisting them so that the smoke swirled and contorted, giving the sense of a green moon spinning in the center. Queen Saw was hardly ignorant of Mishim's crafty ways. The Natans were never fond of Mishim, but rather revered the great Noman, mm -hmm. the first moon. Right. Still, one does not ignore a moon. Well, thank you, great celestial one. Saw called out. Our engineers labor ceaselessly to erect the most splendid of mortal accomplishments. Almost they reach to my domain, Mishim called. One wonders if you are trying to obtain it. Never, great celestial one. My domain is this land and the sky is yours. Interesting, the sky is yours. Mm -hmm. at the light. What's Kaladin? Kaladin claim? always says the sky is his, yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Wit thrust his hand high in the smoke, drawing the, the line of white into the shape of a, a straight pillar. His other hand swirled a pocket of green above it like a whirlpool, a tower and a moon. That can't be natural, can it, Shalon thought. Is he light weaving? She saw no stormlight. There, but there was something more organic about what he did. He couldn't be completely certain, or she couldn't be completely certain, it was supernatural. Mm -hmm. So going to D&D there is something more organic. It's like the power is like just coming from him. Yeah, or like he's doing it, like you said before, like a magician, like an illusionist. Someone who's using right. practical effects to make this look like a moon and a tower. But we also know that, you know... Wade is full of surprises and it could be that he has something else that doesn't fit into what the known quantities of magic on this world are, right? So, yeah, yeah he's... He, Wit is actually Chris Angel's brother. He's the mind freak. He is... He's, he's, the, he's, he's the freak mind. It's the... It's the we've, we've mentioned the mind freak on the show before and now we know who he is. <laughs> now we know. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't completely certain it was it was super okay she couldn't be completely certain it was supernatural yeah because he did it with such there's a what's the phrase contra uh, uh darn i don't know if it's contraposto no that's uh, something else that's mid uh 
There's a word to describe doing something without any effort at all mm-hmm. in, I think, Italian. When I was uh, doing a bit of reading at one time in my life on uh, Renaissance art, mm-hmm. and uh, the, na- the word escapes me. But maybe that's what Shalon is seeing, is that Wit is doing this so naturally that it's hard to see any other, uh, any other uh, way of, uh, of him being able to accomplish this. As always, Mishim was hatching a scheme. She loathed being hung in the sky each night. That, I thought that was interesting. She didn't really like being a moon. She loathed being hung in the sky, far from the delights of the world below and the pleasures that only mortals got to know. Is it uh, sprezzatura? That could be it. Effortlessness? Yeah. Something yeah. with ease? Spre- is it, uh, sorry, sprezzatura? Spreza, like spezza, but sprezzatura. Yeah, that's it, I think. Yes. yes fact that's the check. Word. Fact check. Fact. Right in the middle of the episode. <laughs> fact check. Oh, a little production. We yeah, check production. that out. That's what we need a producer for. <laughs> um... She loathed being hung in the sky, Mm -hmm. uh, wanted to know the pleasures of the mortals. Well, she gets her chance. The next night, Mishim again passed over the queen, uh, queen saw in her tower. It is a pity, Mishim says, that you cannot see the constellations from up close, for they are truly beautiful gemstones shaped by the finest of gem cutters. It is a pity, (laughs) Saw says, but all know that the eyes of a mortal would burn to see such a lofty sight. On the next night, Mishim tried again. It is a pity, she said, that you cannot converse with the star spren as they tell delightsome stories. It is a pity, Saw agreed. But everyone knows that the language of the heavens would drive a mortal mad. The next night, Mishim tried a third time. It is a pity that you cannot see the beauty of your kingdom from above, for the pillars and domes of your city are radiant. It is a pity, Saw agreed, but those nights are meant for the great ones of heaven. Sorry, those sights are meant for the great ones of heaven, and and to behold them myself would be blasphemous. Wit dropped another powder into the brazier, bringing up yellow gold smoke. By now, dozens of people had gathered to watch. Ah, so he's got his audience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He swept his hand to the sides sending the smoke spraying out in a flat plain. Then it crept upward again in lines, forming towers. A city? He continued to swirl with one hand, drawing the green smoke into a ring. It began spinning. Uh, spinning across the top of the golden yellow city. It was remarkable, and Shalon found her jaw dropping. This was an image that lived. Mm-hmm. Mishim, he said, was not finished. The queen was pious, but the moon was crafty. I will leave it to you to decide which is the more powerful. The fourth night, as Mishim passed the queen, she tried a different ploy. Yes, Mishim said, your city is grand, as only a god can see from above. That is why it is so, so sad that one of the towers has a a flawed roof. Wit swept to his side, destroying the lines of smoke that made up the city. He'd let the smoke dwindle, the the powders he'd thrown running out, all save the line of green. What? Saw says. A flawed tower? Which one? 
It is but a minor blemish, Mishim said. Do not let it worry you. I appreciate the effort your craftsmen, however incompetent, put into their work. She continued on her way, but knew that she had trapped the queen. So she makes this comment. Of course, the queen's going to bite. Right. What, 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 what do you mean a flawed roof? From up there, you can see something? Oh, you could, I it? would like to see what it is so we could fix it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Indeed, on the next night, the beautiful queen stood, waiting on the balcony. Great one of the heavens, Tsar called, we have inspected the roofs and cannot find the imperfection. Please, please tell me which tower it is so, so I can break it down. I cannot say, Mishim said, to be mortal is to be flawed. It is not right to expect perfection of you. This only made the queen more worried. On the next night she asked, Great one of the sky, is there a way that I could visit the heavens? I will close my ears to the stories of the star spring and turn my eyes away from the constellations. I would look only upon the flawed works of my people, not the sights meant for you, so that I may see with my own eyes what must be fixed. It is a forbidden thing that you ask, Mishim said, for we would have to trade places and hope that Noman does not notice. She said it with much glee, though hidden for... This request was the very thing she desired. Mm -hmm. I will feign that I am you, Tsa promised, and I will do all that you do. We will switch back once I am done, and no man will never know. Wit grinned broadly. And so the moon and the woman traded places. His raw enthusiasm for the story was infectious, and Shalon found herself smiling. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think is going on here with the story? Do you think that he is telling this story mm -hmm. because it directly speaks to Shalon? Does it? How do you think it directly speaks to her? I don't know. I'm just <clears throat> asking you. Um, like, so, so he, he, you know, it's, it's because the only reason why I'm saying about Shalon is right. because the two of them, the two of them meet. Right. Wit, wit, wit comes back into the story. There's Shalon. There's Vale. Vale and Shalon appear to be exchanging positions. Right. Okay. So I don't like the know, moon I, and like but, the queen. Right. And I was trying to think earlier if there was a way to connect or draw this story to Shalon, but I couldn't come up with anything. Well, I guess so I was. The, I was wondering. I guess at the end of the story here, the moral is that that the queen wanted the switch all along. Right. Right. And duped the moon into thinking it was her idea. Right. So hopefully there isn't too much of a correlation to Shalon, because that would mean that the personality is duping the actual holder of the body or whatever. Right. Um, but I think that Wit was telling this story before Shalon even showed up. True. So this story could mean something for the people of Kolinar. Right. You know what I mean? Rather than for Shalon herself. Rather than for Shalon, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, then let's let's ask that at the end of this, once we get to the end of the sure. story. And see what... What would it teach the people of Kolinar? Right. What does it teach mm -hmm. in this moment? Under Asudon, under strange times. Right. Voidbringers coming to your walls. Refugees coming in, scarcity of food. The guards not acting as they should. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's something there where <clears throat> you may want to have the queen 
and the Voidbringers switch places because you are going through a hard life right now, you may want the powers that be to switch places and have something new happen, but you may not get what you really want. I don't know. That's a, it's a really good question. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily good... there is any s- lesson to be learned for the people of Kolinar here. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Sanderson. What's the lesson? What's the lesson? What's the lesson? But regardless, okay. I love this Let's... story. Yeah, it, it's it's great. I was just trying to relate it to Shalon for first. Sure. I wasn't getting anything brilliant, and then I thought, okay, well, and then when you just said, well, hang on, it was it was he was telling the story prior to her coming, mm-hmm. so perhaps this story was for the people. It's that's very possible. Okay, so let's 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 see if we can get something by by the end here. Okay, so his raw enthusiasm for the story was infectious, and Shalon was smiling. They were at war. The city was falling, but all she wanted to do was listen to the end of the story. That is my highlight. That could be the point. It could be the point as well, but then the point, if that's the point, then it means that indeed wit is very powerful. Mm -hmm. In the time of, of a city falling apart and in war, all you want to do is listen to his next word. Distract, wow. distract you for a little bit. He's the king of, uh, of Pied Pipers. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wit used powders to send up four different smoke lines, blue, yellow, green, and orange. And he swirled them together in a transfixing vortex of hues. And as he worked, his blue eyes fell on Shallan. They narrowed and his smile became sly. He just recognized me, she realized. I'm still wearing Vale's face, but how did he know? Mm-hmm. When he finished his swirling colors, the moon had become white, and the single straight tower he made by wiping, sorry, by swiping up in the smoke was instead pale green. Mishim came down among the mortals, he said, and Tsa climbed to the heavens to sit in the place of the moon. Mishim spent the remaining hours of the night drinking and courting and dancing, singing and doing all the things that she had wanted to do and watched from afar. She lived frantically during her few hours of freedom. In fact, she was so captivated that she forgot to return and was shocked by the dawning of sunlight. She hurriedly climbed to the queen's high tower, but saw had already set and the night had passed. Mishim now knew not only the delights of mortality, but the anxiety as well. She passed the day in great disquiet, knowing that Saw would be trapped with her wise sister and solemn brother, spending the day in the place where moons rest. When night again came, Mishim hid inside the tower, expecting that Salas would call out and chide her for her appetites, yet Salas passed without comment. Mm-hmm. Salas is the other The, the third the, uh, yeah. Noman, the third Mishim, name. and Salas. So surely when Noman rose, <laughs> he would uh, lash out against her foolishness, yet Noman passed without comment. And finally, Tsa rose in the sky as the moon, and Mishim called to her, Queen Tsa, mortal, what has happened? My siblings did not call to me. Did you somehow go uh, undiscovered? No, Tsa replied, your siblings knew me as an imposter immediately. Well, then let us trade places quickly, Mishim said, so that I may tell them lies and placate them. 
they are placated already, Saw says. They think I am delightful. We spent the daylight hours feasting. Feasting? Her siblings had never feasted with her before. Mm -hmm. And we sang sweet songs together. Songs? Her siblings had never sung with her before. It is truly wonderful up here, Saw says. The star spren telling amazing tales, as you promised, and the gemstone constellations are grand from up close. Yes, I love those stories and those sights. Mm -hmm. I think, Saw says, that I might stay. Wit let the smoke sorry, fail until only a single line of green remained. It shrank down, dwindling almost out. When he spoke, his voice was soft. Mishim, he said, now knew another mortal emotion. Loss. Mm -hmm. The moon began to panic. She thought on her grand view from, so, from up so high, where she could see all lands and enjoy it from afar, their art, buildings, and songs. She remembered the kindness of Noman and the thoughtfulness of Salas. Wit made a swirl of white smoke and pushed it slowly to his left. The new moon saw close to setting. Wait, Mishim said. Wait, saw. Your word is broken. You spoke to the star spren and gazed upon the, the constellations. Wit caught the smoke ring with one hand, somehow making it stay, swirling in one place. Noman said that I could, saw explained. And I was not harmed. But you broke your word nonetheless, Mishims cried. You must come back to earth, mortal, for our bargain is at an end. Wit let the ring hang there, and then vanish. To Mishim's eternal relief, Tsaw relented. The queen climbed back down into her tower, and Mishim scrambled up into the heavens with great pleasure, and she sank into the... She, sorry, she sank toward the horizon. Though just before she set, Mishim heard a song. Oddly, Wit added a small line of blue smoke to the brazier. It was a song of laughter and of beauty, a song Mishim had never heard. It took her long to understand that song until months later she passed in the night at, in the sky at night and saw the queen in the tower again, holding a child with skin that was faintly blue. <laughs> they did not speak, but Mishim knew. The queen had tricked her. Saw had wanted to spend one day in the heavens to know Noman for a night. She had given birth to a son with pale blue skin, the color of Noman himself, a son born of the gods, who would lead her people to glory, a son who bore the mantle of the heavens. And that is why to this day the people of Natanatan have skin of a faintly blue shade. And it is why Mishim, though still crafty, has never again left her place. Most importantly, it is the story of how the moon came to know the one thing that before only mortals had known, loss. The last line of blue smoke dwindled and then went out. So is Sanderson preparing us for loss here? Is this very like, possible? Is that, I think, I think perhaps. Maybe. It could I be a, like a foreshadowing that, uh, story. Yeah, I think maybe that could be it then. Because mm -hmm. if it's not directly for, I mean, to know loss, maybe, oh, maybe the, maybe because Shalon hears the story, mm -hmm. it's that Shalon is going to suffer loss. That's possible. I mean, these, these stories, that, people will lose stuff, right? Like people will suffer losses for sure. 
Well, if that's the foreshadowing, then it could be Adolin. Um, and that, sorry, a son who bore the mantle. Hang on. Yeah, what, what a great, what a great story. It's a great story. story for the people of Natanatan. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. I love it. The last uh, blue smoke uh, um, line uh, dwindled out. Wit didn't bow for applause or ask for tips. He sat back down on the cistern wall that had been his stage looking exhausted. People waited, stunned, sorry, stunned, until a few started yelling for more. Wit remained silent. He bore their requests and their pleas, and then their curses. Slowly the audience drifted away, and eventually only Shallan stood before him. And he smiled at her. Why that story? Why now? I don't give the meanings, child, he says. You should know that by now I just tell the tale. It was beautiful. Yes, he said. Then he added, I miss my flute. Your what? He hopped up and began gathering his things. Shallan slipped forward and glanced inside his pack, catching the sight of a small jar, sealed at the top. It was mostly black, but the side pointed toward her was instead white. Wit snapped the pack closed. Come, you look like you could use the opportunity to buy me something to eat. Mm-hmm. And that's our chapter. So the flute is the one he gave to my Kaladin. Flute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This jar. Catching the sight of a small jar sealed at the top. It was mostly black, but the side pointed towards her was white, white. instead white. Hmm. Strange, right? Something that maybe we're supposed to remember, but don't know about yet. Well, I guess we'll find out. Um, is it the jam? <laughs> it's not jam, I don't think. It's not the jar of jam? <laughs> it is also possible Yeah. that I will say, without giving anything away, that this is something mm-hmm. that we're supposed to know about because you should have already read a different book. Because what Oathbringer book? was released after yes. certain novels that he wrote. So he's writing these books, maybe thinking you've already read Warbreaker or thinking maybe you've already read Mistborn. Well, we'll stop there. What's Warbreaker? What's that? It's one of his novels, one of his non-Stormlight Archive novels, but a novel that exists in the Cosmere. You're telling me that the other, that potentially Warbreaker or some other novel has something in it that just showed up now? It could, this- it could. What I'm saying is that this item either is something that we'll find out later or something that you, Jack, should have already known, but because of the way that we're reading these books, you haven't, don't you, you don't know about yet. So, wow. And I can't tell you which one it is. Crazy. One, because I'm not necessarily sure I do remember myself, but also yeah. any kind of inkling I do have, I'm keeping to myself because I'm not really allowed to tell you. It, we, may, we may have considered with this whole thing of ours, this whole experiment, we may have considered doing all these books in publication uh, date. We probably should have, but the point, yeah. like I said, I've said before, <laughs> the point was that yeah. I wanted to do something yeah. on the Stormlight Archive and it ended right, up, right. you know, working the way I, it did. So 
But no, we'll get no, there. It's, we'll it's get good. there. As we, okay, we'll if get anything, there. if anything in the future, when we read these other books and things start showing up, I will try to be very diligent about okay. remembering to bring up member in chapter 67 when Wit has that jar in his bag, right. blah, 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 blah. So if that is the case, then I'll, I'll try to remember. But well, so what did you wow. think about this chapter and really the story that he tells? Well, so the story, you know, so, so the deception from the queen yeah. is that she wanted to be close to Noman, mm-hmm. the primary moon. So she wanted to be close to um, an entity on top, not the third moon, not the second moon. Mm-hmm. I want to be close to the first moon. Mm-hmm. To be to able to spend a night moon. with him so she could have her son be born of the heavens. Right. But, but would not the same powers or would you not get a similar experience from the second or third moon? Well, no, because, um, I guess it's saying that Mishim and Salas are both mm. female moons and she would have to take yeah, one but... of their place in order to be impregnated by the male moon, which is Noman. Now, okay. you know, male, female, this, ge- this idea yeah. of gender when you're talking about celestial bodies is, you know, yeah. kind of amorphous here, yeah. but, but I think yeah. that's probably I, but, why she, she switches with, um, Salas and, and uh, yeah, or, so, I, so with I'm Mishim, just, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to think it through. So, so it saw, uh, wants to be close to Noman and wants to bear a child. Right. Uh, and this child will then forever change. The people her, of Nat- her, her people. Natanatan, yeah. Of Natanatan, yeah. But in what way? Like, what then has changed? Is it that you're simply marked by the first moon, meaning you've now been giving, uh, given this blessing, if you will? Mm-hmm. So if, if all of the future people have a, a bluish tinge, let's say, to, to, their, to their skin, yeah. it's kind of like saying you're marked by Nomen, the first moon. Right. Is it like, just makes you special? Is that all I mean, that was truly accomplished here? Well, I think that what is being accomplished probably is mm-hmm. the Natan people have mm-hmm. created a story about why they're blue. Right. Yes. Oh, of course. Of this course. is obviously one of their yeah. tales they've yeah. told. Sure. And this is why we look the way we are because we're blessed by the moon, Noman moon, right? Yes, so by Noman. Yeah. But what, what it has to do with... Kolinar or Shalon or, mm-hmm. or anything is I think still up for debate. If anyone has any sure. really great theory theories on why Wit chose this story at this time in this chapter, please reach out to us and, and, and give us your thoughts. You know, we, we love hearing from you. Um, we, I, you know, there, I think there's some stuff that we could pull through here, but, but maybe we, instead of kind of like kind of discuss it, maybe we'll let people reach out and then we'll discuss it in a couple of episodes. Discuss it on another part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. and we can see what That's people cool. come up with. Because, because I'll be perfectly honest. I was trying really hard mm-hmm. to think of something earlier, and uh, and I just I wasn't quite getting anything that I uh, really wanted. Yeah, and and how to relate Noman uh, to the other characters, to the moons, to the other characters. Is it the Bondsmith? Is it you know the there's three moons, three Bondsmiths. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just, I would be, it would be surprising if this story was anomalous, it stood on its own, and was just simply some entertainment for the people. There, we, as, we have legit 
evidence in all three books that we've read so far mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that anytime Wit tells a story, there is meaning behind it. Right. Right. So, so this is about loss. So, we, so we have to bring it's about that loss. Back. It's about being duped. It's about, you know, like, uh, be careful what you wish for. I think it's kind of the, like the, the lesson learned here. Mm-hmm. Misham, you know, wanted to know what it was to be human, but kind of got duped yeah. by the queen. Um, yeah, I, I, and, um, and almost didn't get to go back to being a moon. Right. Right. Had to find a technicality in their deal. You weren't right. supposed to talk to the constellations. The fact that you did makes our deal broken yeah. and now we have to go back. So, so the, the paperwork, the paperwork was important yeah, here. The loopholes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is an Azish, uh, um, thank you. you know, foretelling of what something for, for the, the Azish. Yeah. So, um, I'm really ins- excited actually to hear what uh, you guys have to say. So if you have any, you know, um, idea I, and, and I know that there is like, you know, words, uh, word of Brandon's out there or maybe he's actually explained exactly what this story from wit is, but I'm more interested okay. in, in hearing what you guys think from your own perspectives and what you are reading into this story and how it relates to, um, you know, to our character of Shalon or, or what really the team at Colinard uh, as a whole here. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what's your, what's your, uh, uh, highlight if you have any for this highlight? Uh, oh boy. Um, let's go with yours first because I think I had a number. My, mine is um, just that we get wit back. It's really simple. Wit's back. And he's back. The last time we read about wit was in our secret chapter that we read in between books when he met up with Yasna. And mm-hmm. that was the last time really we had heard uh, from Wit. So I'm really glad that he's back. He, you know, he's not a very big character in the series, but he feels very important. He really Even does. though he's very little lines, very little screen time, very, or very little page time. He's not in there very Do you remember often. Remember what he said? Do you remember what he said to, uh, to, to, uh, Dalinar? Hmm. Something along the lines of, I'm not necessarily your ally. Right. I have my own goals. And if they, and if ours don't line up. I will, I will see this planet burn to the ground to see my goals. But right now they see, they, they, uh, they align. Our goals do align. Yeah. I don't remember that part. Yeah. He said something very threatening. Like I will see this place burn to the ground. Um, but 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 currently (laughs) our, our, you know, our, our goals are aligned. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, no, my highlight I think would be, um, twofold. Remember that paragraph where we kind of saw the blending of Vale and Shalom yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in one mind. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like that. And then I'm going to say this, how is he doing that? Right. He's not the light weaving. He's, I don't see any storm wizard. Like what is he? Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, the puzzle of wit. Mm-hmm. Always great to interact yep. with. So highlight for sure. Yeah. He's definitely. Yeah, essentially it's wit's back. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Wit's back. And also what, what the fuck's up with wit? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, um, yeah, um, let's get to the info dump. Thank you very much to Buzzkill Joe again for um, working so hard on the info dump. We will start with chapter 66, the strategist. Um, he mentions, Dalinar mentions the steam water as a place for them to go, to go potentially vacation. This is the ocean north of Althkar, if we didn't already know. Um, 
They, he mentions Toe, which is Evie's brother. He seems to be living in Herdaz on, on like a beach house, which is really funny. Um, I can consider there probably is an old a USA Network television show just based on Toe and his adventures on the beach. He's like a beach investigator. It's like uh, Sweating Bullets. You remember that old show in the 90s called Sweating Bullets with Lorenzo Lamas or something? I, that, that's the that's the Toe <laughs> show for me. It's su- super funny. Um <laughs> There, they talk about some of the defenses that Keep has against the Shard Bears with the uh, um, interior corridors, which is really, really fun. Um, it is very unlethy for a 12-year-old boy to hug his mom. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. No. Um, yeah, very strange. Um, so she says she speaks a, in a different language at some point Evie does. And we assume that it's a rally. We don't know exactly what it means, but it has something to do with the cold because her next line is, is you know, it's very cold here. So, um, yeah, there's, um, a little bit of a mystery there. We, we're not sure exactly what she said, but we're, we're sure it has something to do with how cold it is. Um, and chapter 67, Misham, um, Gavinar is Elkar's son. Um, sounds a little, a little bit like Gavilar and Dalinar. There's Gavinor. Some of these names kind of mm-hmm. all sound the same, which uh, we, we know from the naming of Renarin and Adolin that they kind of use pieces of things to, to combine and make names, which is really cool. Um, house Valant is a minor Alethi house filling the, the power void left when many influential eyes went missing. Um, so these are the kind of the, the house of Valant seem to be one of the more powerful houses in Kolinar right now. Um, uh, Bright Lord Caves Colon. He seemed to be one of the people that was executed by Asudon. We're not really sure how they know. We, we assume that Shalon described them to Elokar and Adolin, and they were able to probably make a, a an ID. Um, the street urchin, a poor boy, one of his arms ended in a twisted, unusable hand. Three fingers were mere nubs. The other two were crooked. Um, kind of makes me think of the way that the um the hunger sprint hands or the uh, the hands the sprint hands that are all twisted and stuff it definitely has that feel um and then queen saw she was the grandest queen of the natan people before the kingdom's fall um um sigzil tried to tell this story to kaladin in chapter 35 first into the sky and he did a really horrible t- job of it i thought about actually looking back right real quick and seeing if i could find that spot and reading the the passage to see if maybe we could see the difference between the readings if you just give me mm. if you just humor me for one second here um i would like to see if i could find that spot So here is the, here's the passage, okay? It says, uh, um, Sigzil couldn't say he was surprised as the Alethi didn't have proper procedures for anything. Then how do you apply for social reassignment? Well, we don't, Kaladin said. Uh, is, this some, is this really that big of a problem for you, Sig? Maybe, sir, it's not this specifically. Right now there are four religions represented at Bridge 4. Four? Yes, well, Haber follows the passion, sir. Four, even if you don't count Teft, who we can't really outrightly figure. Um, I, I feel, uh, well, I feel sort of responsible, sir. Um, for Dalinar? No, no, no. Um, he took a deep breath. Um, uh, there had to be a way to explain this. What would his master do? Okay, now, Sigzel said, scrambling at an idea. Everyone knows that Misham, the third moon, is the most clever and wily of the moons. All right, and why is this relevant? 
um, Kaladin says. Because of a story, Sigzel said. Hush. I I mean, please listen, sir. You see, there are three moons, and the three, third moon is the cleverest. <laughs> and she doesn't want to be in the sky, sir. She wants to escape. So one night, she tricked the queen of the Natan people. This was a long time ago, so they were still around. I mean, they're still around now, but if there were more, if there, they were more, uh, uh, more around then, sir. And the moon uh, uh, tricked her, and then they traded places until they stopped. And now the Natan people have blue skin. Does that make any sense? Kaladin says, I have no idea what you just said. And then Sigizel says, um, well, obviously fanciful, not the real reason. It's not the real reason that not people have blue skin. And, uh, it, was this supposed to sp- explain something? It's how my master always did things. He'd tell a story anytime someone was confused. And when people were angry at him, well, it changed something somehow. So this is, so Kaladin says, so I suppose, suppose that you maybe feel like a moon. No, not really. And then Sigzel thinks <laughs> it was about responsibility. He had really not explained it well. Storms, Master Hoyd uh, had named him a full world singer. And here he was, he couldn't even tell a story straight. So he, so Sigzel says the story is about responsibility. Right. So that that's really cool. Thank you, Joe, for for pointing that out. That, that's really cool for that I got it. to read that part. Um, yeah, well, and also it's it's a very different interpretation of the story <laughs> or telling of the tale. Right. So the way Wit's telling it is 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 very different. Right. Well, he he t- actually tells the story where Sigzil's just right. trying to tell him the Cole's note. Okay, there was a queen yeah. and there was a moon, and they switched and then they switched back and they switched and then now but the guys Clever's- have blue blue skin. But cleverest of the moons, I mean, geez, I think cleverest of the queens. Right. That's true too. Yeah. So yeah, See, that's um, wrong yeah, too. I, I like, like that. cleverest of the moons. Like yeah. So yeah, thanks to yeah, Joe for for for, for including that. That's great. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it seems like Elokar has some skill at drawing, which is really cool. And the uh, um, glory spren are not uh, um, affected by the changes here. Um. Not anger spren. Some looked like pools of blood. Others were more right. like tar, tar pitch yeah. black. Yeah, so they, they've been affected. Um, the meat stick sounds amazing and also gross at the same time. Um, so that's weird. Um, I mean, I would totally sweet eat meat. Yeah, I would eat a meat. I would eat meat off a stick, but also just calling it a meat stick sounds kind of weird. Um <laughs> So there is a little bit of a note here in the, um, in Joe's notes about what the jar was. Right. But I can't tell you. No. So I, I, I now have some information, but I can't share it with you. So my, that's unfortunate. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's another moment here that he wants us to point out that wit saw past Shalon's veil and saw right. Shalon. So that's another right. thing that, uh, that Wit was able to do that we didn't really mention. So that's something to right. point out. But yeah, so thanks to Joe again for all the, the the work that you do on the on the info dump. We really appreciate it. I really especially liked that uh, calling out Sigzil for the story and being able to, to read it. So that's really cool. Um, if So that's the end of the episode, everyone. We are going to be doing uh, the next two chapters, which are... Mm-hmm. Um, 60, 68, 68, yeah, 68 and for the sun, I believe I just read the title. 
Yeah, 68 and 69, I and believe. 69. We are getting really close to a time here where we're going to do three in one episode. And I'm not sure when that comes yet, but I'll let you know whenever uh, whenever I figure it out. I am going to take a look ahead here and figure all that out. But yeah, so if... Um, Yes, that's the end of the episode. If you guys want to be part of the Patreon team, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of and sign up. Um, you can get a Discord link and be part of the team, be part of the D- Discord uh, community. Um, we are going to be doing um, some live reads soon. So if you want to be on the Discord, really? yeah, if you want to be on the Discord soon and you want to be part of that, I would suggest now is the time to do it. We got some really cool oh, stuff coming great. up. So yeah, okay. so if you want Good to be to part know. of that, everyone, please make sure that you are because we really want you to be in that uh, that uh, that chat with us. So um, yeah, so if you want to do that, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of. If you are going to be responding with why you think the story of Misham is important or what it means for you, you can do so at heroesofcathra.gmail.com. You can reach out on uh, Twitter at Heroes of One. You can hit us up on Instagram at the Storm Pod. You can leave a message on the subreddit, the Storm Pod, and the Facebook page, the Storm Pod. Or if you are listening and you are already part of the Discord, you can hit us up on the Discord. Um, so yeah. If you um, are amiable to recording again soon, I would love it because I'm enjoying this so much, Jack. Yeah. Let's try to get on it again soon. It's great to be back. And I just, uh, I'm really looking forward to these. Whenever you let me know that there's a live read, it's exciting because then I know it's because there's something juicy or important. Yeah, it's it's coming. I I can't tell you when, but it's it's sometime. I'll say this. You're doing a live read by the end of part three sometime between now and the end of part three you will be doing a live read nice yeah (laughs) (laughs) looking forward to it me too all right everyone thank you very much for listening we love you very much until next time take care everybody the storm pod is brought to you by heroes of music and theme song by jack forrest productions Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Akathra.